This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. And we are live. The last word with Lord Cognito E. Bontis, Thai guy, baby in transit, Travis. <laughs> Thai guy in traffic. <laughs> no doubt. We're back at the campfire at Fresh Thursday evening, Destiny Talk, a lot of stuff, special guests hooking up. And E, man, I haven't talked to you in a little bit. What is going on with you and the Cheetah, the Transformer Cheetah I've been seeing? Yeah, well, okay, yeah. Transformers trailer for Rise of the Beast dropped today, and there's a Cheetah in, there's a Cheetah Transformer. So I am going to be like a five-year-old and trying to find Transformer toys at some point next year. So that's going to be a thing that happens. Uh, let's see, because we had a Thanksgiving pre-recorded episode, so let's see, I platinumed God of War, 100% that whole game. Oh, damn! Yeah, I went hard. It was... Wow. I did about 38 hours on about five or six streams, and then I just platinumed it offline. I found every little nook and cranny and boss and fight. I did not do it on Give Me God of War, so I'm an average, (laughs) I'm a casual, but, um, but I... Um, I just wanted to see all the side quests, the dialogue, all the, I just wanted to see every piece of that game and every nook and cranny. And there's, I love it. Uh, when I did my game of year votes though, you were curious. I did tip the scale, probably 51, 49, as close as it could get. I went Elden. Mm. I mean, it's literally, I've been, it, it's I've been hearing like every good thing you can possibly hear about God of War. And I'm for like the past, like three or four days, I think I've been considering buying a PS five, like just, for the sole purpose of playing it. It's 100% worth it, I will tell you. If you haven't, have you played 2018 at all? I have it on my PC. I played, um, I played like, I played on stream for like a half hour or something. And then, um, I, I, I don't want to get this demonetized, so I'm not going to call him what I want to call him. But some individual came in and like spoiled the story for me. Oh. So I, just kinda, I didn't really want to play it anymore. Oh, I'll, I'll probably like, get, I'll probably get back around to it because, like, yeah. honestly, it's like six months later now. I can't even really remember like yeah. what they spoiled for me. So I don't even really remember it yeah. anymore. Um, so maybe I can actually go enjoy it now. But um. uh, yeah, if you give yourself enough time for a break, you get a PS5, do 2018. You should play 18 before you do Ragnarok, though. I decided um, so if you if can. My, um, so I'm doing like uh, a couple of really big videos for December. If they do well in like the ad rev department then like i decided i'll get myself a ps5 as like my christmas nice. gift to myself it's like a you know good job for the videos doing well nice but yeah other than that because I mean, like i mean oh. spending 500 bucks to play one game is like tough to justify so i needed like a really good reason to justify it yeah. uh, but i was gonna say yeah, other than that for me uh, i've been staring at kind of what to try and do because literally callisto Pro- protocol comes out tonight oh. Yeah. I'm waiting to see reviews because I know they're coming in like at embargo, but from what I've seen, it also looks like it could be freaking amazing. I'm going to shoot for, I'm going to go ballpark mid 80s. I'd like okay. to see just from what I've seen. I don't think it's going to be like a nine or anything crazy, but it feels like if it's like 10, 12 solid hours of like just horror game, it could be pretty good. But I mean, Summer at Somerville, I kind of want to just play that in a stream. I know you've, I've heard kind of your thoughts that kind of rounded out well. If they could fix some technical pieces and stuff like that. Haven't played Pentiment yet. That's kind of one that I couldn't stream Pentiment 
but I wouldn't mind playing it. Like if I ever get a steam deck later on, I'd love to do something like that. Um, and there's one other one I keep thinking about, but yeah, I was like just kind of trying to figure out. And then destiny of course comes Tuesday. So got to basically go hard and the dungeon is on Friday. So I know what's coming next week. (laughs) That's my main priority. What about you, Cog? Yeah, man, look, it's been it's been a crazy time. It's been so busy for me. A lot of stuff going on with the shows and stuff like that. But I have been actually getting a chance to game over the especially over the Thanksgiving holidays. So um first of all, before I even start, my man Ducky from the clan is in there. Shout out to Ducky. This man is a lifesaver because he knows how much I needed collective obligation. RNG mm-hmm. has been very mean to me. I'm a Void 3.0 kind of warlock and I really want that gun. It suits like oh, I know it's a lot of extra pep. People say, "Oh, you know, it's all this configuration just it's to get it to better work." Better than it used to be, I can tell you that. Right, and then it got buffed since, and that thing would never drop. So we was like, "All right, we we'll wait for it to be the featured." You know what I mean, Ray? We get in there, got the crew. Shout out to Back for Dead. Shout out to Sinister. Shout out to everybody, Demon. And we finally got it after about four or five runs. So it was about maybe nice. thirty runs before I got it. But yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice. I love it. I'm a big fan of who shout out to Ducky that made that happen. But yeah, I've been trying to finish games as much as possible. Obviously, I did the Pentiment, Somerville, which you know, which really got extremely, extremely better towards the second half of the game. Towards good, the end. Um, I've got tough business decisions to make because I started Plague Tale, which is absolutely phenomenal looking. Oh, I need to play that too. But then Midnight Suns comes out. I don't know. Midnight yeah. Suns is going to pull you no matter what you want. You don't know you're going to so play that one. It might be over a premature death for other games. <laughs> so I got that. Yes. And then I got a Destiny next. Oh, it's over for me. But anyway, it's just so much going on. And obviously the shows and stuff like that. Defining Duke ILP. But um, yeah, well, we got this uh, very patient, yeah. amazing guest waiting for us. <laughs> Let's get him in here. Patient. No, no, sorry. We'll get you going. You I got a, got an intro for you here. Welcome to the last word, episode number two twenty six. We are on the eve of season nineteen. Bungie is dropping hints about Destiny's future all over the place, and the sandbox is getting quite a shakeup on Tuesday as well. Most importantly, Osiris finally got to have his long overdue embrace with his main squeeze, Saint fourteen. But before we get into the future, we need to review what has come to pass, and that is the review of Season 18. To ensure we have a good mix of opinions, our guest tonight is a great addition to this debate because if you know him at all, he's not shy at giving his thoughts on many of Destiny topics. A true FPS gamer who has started with an Xbox and Call of Duty beginning, beginning with platformers, also with platformers like Ori, MMOs like World of Warcraft and MOBAs like League of Legends, competition and challenging content are what seem to be a requirement in most of his gaming choices. A thinking man's game is what this guest looks for, and when you take his analytical nature of not only giving all the reasons a problem exists by digging a little deeper than the average bear, but then following up with examples, ideas, and solutions, this goes, this guy does not go halfway on anything. So, let's welcome a guest with videos that can actually teach you something about Destiny while having the most fire intros I have ever seen. Seriously, he's got a video coming out on the 10th. Save it. Go look at the trailer right now. It's fantastic. The trailer alone will make you watch that video. Twitch partner with emotes that look like they came right out of the movie Inside Out. Part of a top 10 Deepstone Crypt Raid team, software developer, and always looking at the numbers outside of the box. The one, the only, Mac. How you doing, man? Maybe sound like a superhero. I need to like bring you around when I like walk in the rooms. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> introducing. I don't think yeah. I'm even like 50% as like good as you made me sound. Hey, that's uh, that you, you're good. You're here. You're our guest. You are the royalty. So welcome. How you doing? Good. How are you? It's nice. Man. Good. To I have do you. want to mention the video on the 10th. Uh, it's, 
Uh, so have you ever done a video that uh, like premiered? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. So like you uh, people can like go to the video and they can click a button that says like notify me. And I think it'll like shoot them an email like when it's about to start or whatever. Um, the the video on the tent that I have is currently set up for premiere so people can like go see the trailer for it. But if uh, if they click the notify me button on it, it's not going to work when it comes to pass because I'm going to have to oh, re-upload a new it, version. Yeah because of the one-two punch changes, because I have to go get new footage um, and then re-edit it and re-render uh, re and re-upload on the 6th, whenever those hit. Well, so. still, go look at the intro now. Intro is <laughs> no. fire. Yes. They're rough there. <laughs> now you got yeah. No, that's that's the rough part of putting a lot of work into, into a video, especially one that you're kind of planning ahead and, like, doing pieces for, and then all of a sudden you get a shift. Like, yeah. I mean, I've just anything, like, what is the... I feel like there's a shotgun video. I can't remember who did it. Uh, like, and then a little later, like uh, giant shotgun twab came out and changed everything. Was, yeah, maybe. Is who yeah, that sounds yeah. right. I don't know if I'm saying their name right, but um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Them. Yeah, it's our Yerda or like G Yerda. Yeah, it's, it's like G J E R D. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I did like a like the ultimate shotgun video, and then <laughs> yeah. I think the twab came out two days later, and it was oh. shotgun changes or something. Yeah. So they're like, wonderful. I mean, that's just like it's the nature of playing like a live service game, I guess. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, absolutely. No, man, I love, love that you're here and, and talk about a campfire. We got to start from the beginning, though, with you, man. You know, some interesting gaming history. Looks like uh, Dad brought some console into your life. <laughs> a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I remember. Right? Talk about um, it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> he, like, I, I can't even remember why. Like, my, my dad's just the goat, I guess, because, like, it wasn't even, like, a holiday or anything. It wasn't either of, like, our birthdays. He just... Cool. He like plopped down. He's, he was like, yo, guys, I got an Xbox 360 and Modern Ooh. Warfare 2. And we were like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that sounds fun. I did. I think secretly he wanted to play it. Um, yes. But it's and like, you guys, you as the excuses to kids. Yeah, right, right, right. It's like the justification to the wife, like to buy yes. it. Um, but yeah, I, I remember, um, I, I feel like most people played like the Modern Warfare 2 campaign. I think like that's. Yeah, um, that's that's one. Of I, I think it's like rare to find someone who's been an avid gamer for a long period of time who has not experienced that. And um, my first like extremely vivid memory of gaming was um, like the snow mission. Is I think it's like the second mission in the game, mm -hmm. uh, like second or third, where you're like sneaking around in the snow and like some Russian base, and then you get like caught eventually, and you're on like snow speeders, and you're you're like going down mountains and like jumping chasms and gaps or something like that. And um, like, I, I, I remember playing like that uh, on the 360 and I was like, yeah, my life is about video games now. And it's like, <laughs> it was, um, I mean, if you grew up like, like I mean, a kid watching action movies and stuff and then finally you're playing a game, you're like, I'm in one of these things. It was a game changer. They really were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like, um, I remember it's, uh, you're with, uh, the mission starts you're with a guy named uh you're with soap mctavish and you're like you're like scaling the side of like an iceberg with like oh, the, that, the picks. oh i do remember that now yeah yeah you've got like the picks mm -hmm. and you've got uh they have like the boots with like the spikes in them too and you like wedge your boots in the sides of the mountain and you're like scaling your way up and being like super covert um and your sniper rifle is like a heartbeat sensor so it, like it's, it, so you can see where the guys are through the snowstorm is like the whole thing is crazy and i was like and I was like, probably I'd have been like 11 or 12. And I was like, it's like my mind was being blown every like five minutes. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. I can't believe like 
all this cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ever since then, it's like, you know, video games have been pretty, uh, pretty consistent in my life. Nice, nice. Shout out to Dad. That's a, he definitely go. I mean, he, the yeah. way he set that up for you guys. Just bam, yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> welcome to gaming. And it's like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here and ready. You also have played things like Ori, WoW, and League of Legends. I mean, you touched some big genres there. Like Ori's, both of those games are amazing. Like when it comes to platformers yeah, Ori... from modern ones, those are, those are really top tier. I think Will of the Wisps like has my Ooh. vote for like best single player story game. Mm. Like I, best I like narrative. Your vote there. Um, <laughs> That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, in terms of like like the score, the visuals, the design, like the fluidity of the gameplay. Uh the narrative's really strong. Like um Oh yeah. They, like they, you wanna talk about tears on stream? I was in trouble. <laughs> I think Moon Studios is the name of the company mm-hmm. that makes that. Like yep. they basically like have my money reserved anytime they release a new Ori game um, in any capacity. Like, I, I just auto-buy it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Both those, underrated. those are so I good. Buy it. Yeah, I, I played mm-hmm. them late by the time I got to them. But man, yeah. oh, so good. And as you said, the music, the score, I've listened to that thing oh. offline. Just that score is amazing. Yeah, it's, so it's really beautiful. Yeah, That's like my game uh, to um, like, chill on the couch. Nice. And, like sit back with the controller and like it's like a Sunday. I'm trying to take a day off from editing or something mm-hmm. like that or streaming um, or just like try and relax a little bit. Um, like as they go to there. Nice. League of Legends is the direct opposite of that. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> like hardcore comp grind, like all the frames, everything just. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a tale of two opposites. And then, wow, just how much how much wow did you play? Because, I mean, it's been 14 so, year journey for that game or whatever, and it just got another boost. Yeah, so I played WoW for two periods in my life. The first was uh, when I was a sophomore in college. Um, so I think probably that would have been about four years ago. It was when the Legion was the expansion going on. Yep. And I just like I was kind of wanted to get into WoW. It's kind of like the game. Um, when you think about like gaming, it's it's like probably one of the most prestigious titles. Um, so I always wanted to try it. Um, and I was long distance with my girlfriend when I was in college. So like mm. playing that together was a nice way to. Oh, nice. Spend time together and know. stuff like that. So we tried that. And then the second time I played it was in the most recent expansion. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was like Shadow Shadowlands or something like that. that Maybe something along those lines. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I probably I played it for um, each time, probably like a three or four month stretch where like literally every ounce of my free time went towards it. Um, and then I would kind of like max out my my gear score that I could get to without having to do. I did everything up to like mythic rating because mythic rating, you have to dedicate an obscene amount of time to like progression and finding a team and stuff like that. And I just didn't have that because I was uh, working plus streaming plus editing at the time. Wow. So I would do every I, I would get as high as I could off like mythic dungeons and heroic rating with like pickup groups and then whenever i got as high as i could i just like kind of slowly stopped playing it's fair and when i stopped playing i was like okay i'm out i need to like knock it back in because it's gonna... <laughs> you rec- yeah you recognize what it does yeah yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like i'm i'm i've been feeling the wild bug recently and i've been wanting to Ooh. hop back in a little bit but like i know you know what I that shouldn't. does you know what that does yeah because yeah. <laughs> then my videos my uploaded videos are going to go from like um, the usual like seven to eight per month to like one. 
<laughs> yeah, because they just dropped the new what Dragonflight mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, I knew that. Actually. Yeah, and I like I've seen like in passing, like Uh-oh. from like a Twitter retweet or something like that. I've seen like Dragonflight's amazing. I'm like, yep. oh no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I was like seasoned gaming. No, uh, wicked good well, gaming. Wait, 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 I saw somebody do that. No, yeah, I just yeah, good. I saw the same thing on Twitter. It's like, oh, Dragonflight's really good. I was like, oh, that's trouble for some people. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I want to. I don't even know that. Yeah, you gotta stay away. You gotta stay in certain yeah. games like that. I hear you, man. I hear you. you about to say something. Oh no, me. I was just gonna say, yeah, it's hard because I mean, there's like I miss playing Breath of the Wild, Horizon Forbidden West. Like I've missed certain games just with Destiny releases over the years because. Yeah, if you get buried in anything big and WoW is the worst version of anything to take you away from what you cover. So 100% understand there's that. Literally, there's an endless... Like, like if uh, if Destiny ha- was as expansive as WoW, like, I would be... Like, I wouldn't have a job anymore. I, yeah. Like, I wouldn't... It'd be ruined. Yeah. Just, I'd never get anything done whatsoever. Yeah, no. Facts. Nah, big time facts. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, you got this game, right? That we're talking about that... uh. <laughs> We've all congregated here at the Campfire Four. So, uh, interesting start for you. I'm very curious uh, as far as the game and then how that gets started. And then, second, you know, as a representative of the Warlock delegation, I have to ask you, but you, you had some interesting backstory. You started off as a prestigious warlock and then you betrayed the order. Yeah. You, you got caught up with the hunters. <laughs> so, well, I need I mean, to know the backstory with that, too. I don't know if betrayals. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta. He's ask a warlock. He has to make everything twist. dramatic. Yeah, it's just everything what he does. about the drama. I mean, so yeah, I started in Taken Spring. So mm-hmm. I think it was so twenty. Taken King came out in 2015. So I started in 2016, um, like February, March ish. I don't think I started right in the Taken Spring specifically, but like that was my first like thing going on. Um, I just picked it like my brother was always talking about it. He played it a lot. You know, he was like, I, I just went flawless in the trials of Osiris. I was like, I don't know what that is, but that sounds insanely cool. Um, so I, I picked it up and I just, you know, kind of fell in love with it. Um, as you know, a lot of us seem to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was like, I was a warlock diehard all the way. Um, cause like I was like space wizard, like that seems cool. nice. Nice. Um, but then, you know, you get so hooked on it that you're like, okay, wait, like, I, I want to justify playing as much as humanly possible. I'm going to make the other two characters, too. And then I, I have a reason to do three of everything. And then I, mm-hmm. I can justify spending more time on this game. And I, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know what it was specifically about the hunter that made me switch. Because I know my brother was a hunter main, so maybe that mm-hmm. played into it a little bit. But okay. I... I mean, I love all three of the classes, and I, mm-hmm. I I always have, and I've gone through multiple periods in the game where like maybe I play, I'll, I like I consider myself a hunter man at heart at this point because it is usually the one that I always go back to, but throughout my you know whatever tw- so twenty sixteen throughout my six years playing Destiny, like I've had plenty of phases where like Titan is my most played character for a season, or maybe Warlock's my most played character for a season, um depending on like what new exotics are out, what the meta is, and just mm-hmm. like, like when Warlocks had double Icarus dash in, um, in D2, um, like I, I was like solo flawlessing. Anytime I did a solo flawless dungeon, it would like my, I would, my first choice would be Warlock. I would pretty much like auto gravitate towards it. So, um, or when you had like your, so like pre subclass 3.0s, um, 
you had like a lot of cool movement tech with like healing grenade and like sword skating and oh, stuff like that. So yes. I would do that a lot too. Um, so just like kind of depending on what the sandbox is, um, like my most played character will honestly switch around like pretty frequently. Well, it's good to have an even spread, but I mean, yeah, we all kind of know our heart leads lean somewhere or another, but yeah. we all tend to mix he it still up. Still a little, a little bit. too diplomatic. He's a little too diplomatic to S, and I need him to really commit. So we got to double down again. Yeah, yeah, he's a hunter. No, I'll, 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 I'll get a little meaner. Yes, I need specifically the moment when hunter class hit. You go, yeah, that's it. Um, was it a oh, my, It must have been early on if it like it pulled this switch away from. Let's go, warlock. Right. Uh. I need to know about your betrayal. What led, what led it, this? It, okay, it was probably, if I had to guess, because like mm-hmm. I can't remember that far. If I had to guess, it was probably the third subclass acquisition missions in Taken King. Oh, when I did the time. void acquisition mission, that was probably mm-hmm. when I was like, okay, War- warlocks at lime. <laughs> 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 you threw you threw my lightning. You threw you threw the tickle fingers away. <laughs> because I don't know. I I I think the warlocks had the lamest of the new subclass acquisition acquisition. Titans was lit. Titans were lit. Titans were yeah. lit. With the, with the I, I think Titans was actually the best. Funny enough. Yes. So like, yeah, you heard that claim. I, you were terrified. Interesting that I didn't like gravitate towards Titan. I I think too. Um, because in those days, like you, uh, Tether Hunter was like, you had to have at least one in every raid group. Yes. So I was kind of, I, I think maybe part of the mindset too was like, oh, everyone's always wanted a Tether Hunter. If I'm a Hunter main, it's like, it's so easy to always get in a raid because I'll have the Tether. And um, that, that's the getting. wow mentality speaking because you always need a tank and you, and can you go... need a healer, but the, everybody always wants to play DPS. So that makes sense. Yeah. And then uh, if, if they already had one, you can still justify picking up a Hunter because you have Goldie and Nighthawk. Yep. Um, Whereas, like, Warlocks didn't really, like, bring that much to the table in raids because, like, they would always just go Nova Bomb uh, for DPS because um, you had no well back in those days. No well right? back then, yeah. No and well. then Titan, yeah. you just needed one bubble and then, like, the other stuff didn't really yeah. matter. Like, you you weren't doing Striker on bosses um, and you weren't... I think you weren't really throwing hammers at them that much. Because I, I think like Black Spindle was like oh, beating that stuff out in those yeah, days. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. was so. I think strong DPS. I think like the only super that you didn't need, or uh, that you didn't only need one of that would actually beat out your weapon DPS options was Goldie Nighthawk. And so yeah, like I think right. I think it ended group. up being like way easier to get into raid groups as a hunter than it was as mm-hmm. the other two because if they're like oh we already have a Titan and they have bubble like we just want. Five hunters now with Goldie, or right. you know, one with Tether yeah. and four with Goldie, and it was like, okay. yeah, no, that makes sense. It's an acceptable answer. I, yeah. I'm, I'm pleased. He justified it. <laughs> now, <laughs> logic and details and explanations, just like now you have. Now you have well yeah. Warlock, and it's yeah. you know, a little different. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, I, I always love to have fun with it. It's, it's the subclass stuff I feel is it's fun and destiny because it's kind of reflective of like your personality and and, 
and what you kind of like to get into as far as on um, builds and crafting and just, you know, the, the, what gives you the most joy in the game. Are you trying to say I like to punch things too much? I mean, come on. That's... I'm just saying, you saw that, you know, so you saw them hitting the gym in D2. It was, it was over. I, I lost my voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I understood it. And then the, the, the hammers, I'm like, yeah, that's E. Uh, that, that, that fits him. I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But that's dope. I, I like what people do. I was Hunter up th- until Titan Hammers came out. I literally yeah. started D1 as a um, Hunter, and then it was Hammers... Bro. Titan has been my leaning favorite pretty heavily ever yeah. since. Sunbreaker is so strong. I, that, it was a super popular class. That was one think, of the best pocketed tools. Mm-hmm. I think Bungie does do like a really good job of like having very specific like identities for all the classes where Hunter is like the very um, short cooldowns, like refunding cooldowns, very fast paced and very like there's a lot of like ability chaining going on. Whereas like Titans are kind of more like frontlining aggro absorbing and then warlocks are more like backlining long cooldowns but like very impactful mm-hmm. abilities um so i think like you said it does have some some for everyone naturally everyone's going to kind of like i gravitate more towards like the ability chaining play styles um the rapid cooldowns and like someone else might chain more to like the aggro soaking play style so tank it's just like you said <laughs> kind of more like personality thing yep yeah, yeah, no, that's spot on. Which is, I, I think I've always given Bungie credit for that. Like, I, yes. I think they're, um, they're identity, like they're the power fantasies that their builds are capable of fulfilling. Um, they all oh, have always done a pretty real, uh, great job of that. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. And and for D2's credit, my last comment I'll just say is that I really leaned into the support role with the Warlock and Lumina. Like, I'm like a Lumina main now, E. I forgot to tell you about that. Like, it's crazy. But That's yeah, I'm really getting into it. But that was my question. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of last question before we actually get into the season, since we're already getting a long intro. But um, yeah, just kind of your content creation. You started relatively recently, but you've been kind of crushing it since... How, what kind of got you into it and where have you kind of found your niche that seems to obviously be working very well for you at the moment? Yeah, so I, I have no idea why I started. Um, I think it was like a... I, I think like, it was like oh, a COVID... See what happens. I think, it was like, I think it was like a COVID thing with everything being shut down. I think I was just like bored. Because um, like the, the timing of that lines up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I I, I think it's pretty common with a lot of content creators where like when you're starting, you don't like really exactly know what you want to do. Um, or like what your, maybe your focus is, you know, what your niche is. Um, and so like, you know, my first, you know, 50, maybe even a hundred videos, um, are kind of like all over the place. Um, not really gaining much traction and not really like my channel doesn't really have any sort of an identity. Not that, a channel has to focus on like one particular thing, but typically there's going to be one thing that you're much better at doing than, you know, a whole lot of the rest of the stuff. So lots of experimentation, lots of, um, messing around, um, somewhere down the road, I realized, okay, like I feel like my strong suit is education, information, um, guides, Right. I noticed a gap in um, in the content space Mm -hmm. um, for like the most concise possible guides that were only information, no fluff. Right. Mm -hmm. No like, you know, 
two minute intro, no, none of that. Rapid fire as fast as you can. So I think the first like small tick that my channel got was my uh, I would try and I would do Grandmaster Nightfall guides, but I would make them as quick as humanly possible, like three Ooh. minutes, four minutes, like which you know, most Grandmaster Nightfall guides were like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Ooh. So um for, for. you kinda I mean, I'm literally you know, like, like the polar which, opposite. Yeah. <laughs> which like, you know, there's like obviously a market for that, right? Yeah. But I think when you're trying to make a name for yourself in a content space, um, you need to like, you need to wedge yourself into the door before you can start doing what everyone else is doing. Because if you're just doing the same thing everyone else is doing, they've been doing it longer than you. They're probably better at it than you are. There's no reason for anyone to watch your videos over that person's because they probably have a better version. So you either need to beat them um, and make a better version than they are, which is really tough when you're starting out because you're not very experienced. Absolutely. Or you need to find something that literally no one else is doing because mm -hmm. then you're automatically the best at it. So that was my first like little wedge. And I was like, okay, cool. I kind of, I'm kind of learning a little bit more about this. Do that to get like my small break, you know, maybe 50, maybe another hundred videos later. I'm like, okay. Um, I have this idea for everyone does build videos and I like build videos a lot too, because they're very educational. They're very informative. Mm -hmm. And it's about favorite. a part of the game that I think is very unique. And I think sets destiny apart from a lot of stuff, right? Reach. There's a couple of things that sets destiny apart from its competitors. Um, that makes it shine. And I think build crafting is like that number one. So I was like, okay, last time I tried to do something that no one else did, um, to try and like make a new niche in the market. This time I'm going to try and do something better. I'm going to try and do the same thing everyone else is doing, but I'm going to try and do it in my own flavor. And I'm going to try and do it better from an informational perspective, like a data perspective. I'm going to try and do it better from a visual perspective. And I'm going to try and do it better from a narrative perspective. So I tried to kind of marry this like. It sounds really egotistical, doesn't it? Um, uh, nice. well, this guy's just about to make oh. me retire. It's fine. He's Let's just going to try to kind of marry the idea of like the story behind in a build, try to make it like inspiring to a certain degree. Cause I think people, um, align with like their destiny characters a lot, you mm -hmm. know, it's part of their identities. Um, they're mm -hmm. like, you, you know, so much to the point where like, Oh, my friends know me as like the solar Titan. My friends know me as like the arc warlock, you know, it's, it's like who people are. Um, you know, when you pick your main and stuff like that, okay. I tried to marry that, um, with, you know, no stone unturned, the most data possible. Like when you walk out of like one of these build videos, theoretically, there is nothing that you shouldn't know. You should know every single small detail of it. And then I just wanted to blow it out of the park. Visually speaking, I wanted you to like, feel like you were watching a movie to a certain degree. Like I wanted you to watch something and be like, this must have taken this guy like literally a year to put together. So, um, I tried to marry all those three and th that was like my, big break i think my channel went from when i did my first one it was when void 2.0 was still a thing mm. and i did it um on omni oculus hunter because it was like the build i totally fell in love with mm -hmm. i think my channel went from like thirteen thousand subs to like twenty thousand in like That's, two wow. weeks or something like wow. that That's so amazing. i was i was so i was like whoa there's something going on here um they like this Oh yeah. You're right. Yeah. You see something you gotta, like that, you keep doing it. That's that's absolutely. exactly. 
Problem is, those videos take forever to make. Um, Indeed. <laughs> so, but yeah, those are, uh, so like that's kind of where I found my identity with my channel through trial and error. I still try to hit every um, aspect of like education and information. So, you know, I'll still do Grandmaster Nightfall guides to a certain degree. I'll still do um, solo flawless dungeon guides and stuff like that. But I would say like, that's probably the most identifiable piece um, that's yeah, like the heart of what I make. Nice, nice. nice. Lo- yeah, but it took, me. you know, took what, a year plus maybe to mm-hmm. get the skills to be able to even put that something like that together and to be able to sift through all the other stuff to be like, this stuff doesn't really work for me quite as well. Honestly, um, that's still like timing wise, that's still pretty damn fast in the grand scheme of what you've been doing. So right. that's why I was like, a lot of people, me included, um, take a lot longer. And if you found a niche where you have that kind of growth, like, yeah, those videos take a little while to do, but no, it's just looking at the quality of your content and the effort you put into it. There's no surprise. I think to anybody who looks at it, that you have found success. Like it's, it's, it's good to see a great creator, like get success because you found a niche, you got a nice little rocket. So YouTube's going to be like, all right, let's show this to a few more people. And it's just like, if you can keep it going, man, it looks, (laughs) yeah, it's good. And you know, unfortunately, not every large scale project like that is going to work. Um, and I certainly had large scale projects before those playbook build videos that I sunk a load of effort into and I had a ton of confidence in that just didn't work out. That's like the nature of content creation, oh, right? Every, um, yeah, absolutely. But I always try and emphasize that road because I know a lot of people um, dabble in content creation at some point or another. And I think. Um, I think it's important to emphasize that it's going to take you a while to figure out where you fit in and figure out what you're good at. Mm -hmm. It's going to take you a lot of trial and error. It's going to take you hundreds of videos. It's going to take you years and that's okay. That's normal. So it's like, I I think a lot of people, they go for at it for like two or three months. They don't see significant growth and they're like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. this maybe isn't working. I should give up. It's like, no, 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 probably is working. It's just, the numbers aren't there yet, but your experience is growing. You're learning a lot of stuff. You're going through a lot of trial and error. Um, it is working. You're just not seeing the fruits yet. Um, you just got to keep going a little bit longer um, for those graphs to start pushing. Yeah, no, no, um, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. It's like it's there. You love how you can go through because I would I would imagine most content creators that have seen the big upswing moments. Because whether the scale is like I went from sixteen hundred subs to like five like to 4,000 subs and like, and those 1,600 subs took you a while and you go like, you gain a couple thousand subs in like one video and like, damn, what happened? And then you get that one video, as you said, and you got like 7,000 subscribers in two weeks and you're like those, it sounds stupid as a content creator, but I'm like 100% in agreement with you. Like those moments stick and you're like, okay, this is something like, I remember there was another content creator who shouted me out. It was Pyro Gaming. He's been quiet for a while, but I was like, he just shouted me out and I was like, why are these people commenting on my video that they came from somebody else? And it was like, and he just gave me a shout out, but it was also like, and that was like a first nudge, but mine was my whisper of the worm video. And it's like, and that to this day for me is just still crazy, but it's like those moments stick with any creator because when something explodes and does something memorable to your channel, it sticks. So yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. But again, you've made hundreds and stuff in between too. And that's why it's good to describe both sides of that. That's part of, yeah, because, I mean, if you only talk about the success 
uh, projects, people are going to try and replicate it and um, without knowing that the reality is, uh, the, the way I like to say it is, um, you know, every video is like a lottery ticket, right? Like any one of them can blow up, um, but you don't, you don't know which one. So, you know, if, if, sometimes you just, if, out of, if one out of every 100 videos explodes um, and you've made 60 videos and all of them have done pretty poor, um, it's like, well, this isn't working. It's like, well, growth isn't linear necessarily. Mm-mm. Maybe you just need to get to video 75. Maybe that's the one that really goes boom. And then from 75, after that one goes boom, look, you're getting a little bit more traction now. And it's, it's entirely a trial and error thing, especially when you're starting out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was like, I have over a thousand videos on my channel because I've been doing this yeah. for way too long. And some of those are smaller news and other stuff. But it's like, yeah, when you when you really kind of figure out what you're like, there's more understanding about YouTube, the algorithm, what your audience is, what your how your niche falls and stuff like that. It's. Yeah, it's a whole whole layered onion to try and peel back and kind of understand everything. But <laughs> yeah. when when you finally get like little nuggets of knowledge like this work or like, hey, a thumbnail, you change a little formatting, you're like that. And you see like consistent traction from better looking thumbnails and you're like, all right, that is a serious focus. So content has yeah. so much to it. So just your, <laughs> I just wanted to shout out your success because it's been yeah, sure. hard work and quality work is showing. And then, as you said, there's like you need good quality, you know, obviously hard work to go with it and a little bit of luck sometimes because the algorithm does need to shine and give you a little love every so often. A lot of, a lot of ego t- uh, kicks too. Like, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll think you figured something out. You think you know something and, and then you're like, oh, okay, I kind of get this YouTube thing now. And then you're like, oh, actually, never mind. I don't <laughs> understand it whatsoever. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, mm-hmm. It's it's a marathon for sure. No, for um, sure. YouTube is good just... at serving you humble pie all the time. Yeah, I know a hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. It'll so. it'll it, it'll remind you that you're you're human more yes. than anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, season eighteen is basically done now. We got the final cinematic. We had all the community events that were going to happen happen. They are all done, whether they're events or not, or whatever you want to call them. Um, but I wanted to talk to, and I know I was trying to give Travis, he's literally on his way in a cab, but he's in San Francisco, so God only knows how long that takes. Uh, but what I wanted to do is because what I saw on Twitter and what kind of prompted just me asking Mac to join us was I saw him specifically in a lot of replies. It's like season 18 is one of the worst seasons. And I was like, one of some people were saying the worst, this is awful. I can't stand. I made a video literally just wondering, is this season bad? It's always funny to watch comments on that because they are quite entertainment. Just don't take anything too seriously. But the idea is, are we getting rose-colored glasses over over old stuff? Is this as bad as we think it is? What did we actually get within a season versus other seasons? So I kind of wanted to do a quick rundown of like seasons, just so you guys get a quick thought in your head of like, what have we gotten previously? And then kind of compare that to season 18. So I'm going to do a quick run as fast as I can. I'm going to list basically the activities we got. Uh, any exotics and then there are a couple like mentions of certain things that may give a season you know shinier notes but also if you take some of this stuff away it'll be a be a thing so okay so i'm gonna go from shadow keep onward just because that's when the seasons actually started beyond um obviously forsaken we had 
Forge, those were different, different studio under Activision, multiple studios working with them. Shadow Peep was kind of also now the only stuff that you can really get to. So uh, first we had Season of Undying that came with Shadow Keep. We had the Vex Offensive and we got Ariana's Vow and Leviathan's Breath. That's Ooh. about all we got in Season of Undying. Season of Dawn. We got the Sundial, which had three different wings, had multiple boss variations. Uh, we also got the Stonks Investing to uh, build the Trials Lighthouse. Yes. Uh, we had about two to four story missions with Saint-14 to kind of get him you know, through that whole process. We had Symmetry, Bastion, Devil's Ruin, and the Corridor's Puzzle. And Bastion came from the Corridor's Puzzle. Season of the Worthy. We had the Seraph Towers event, and then we had the Bunker Clearing, which I think, was that like a weekly thing? I'm trying to remember the Bunker old. Clearing. If it was weekly, I don't think it was like daily, but it was just like it was part of a there thing. There was a, a new one every week. Week, okay. Because there was uh, either three or four different bunkers in total. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So each week you could clear out a new one. Yep. Right. Um, and then the Almighty Live event. That was the end of that season. Mm-hmm. We had the lights on the wall that we all watched in anticipation of what was coming. Oh, right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, trials. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the little light bright wall. That was that was the fun one. Yeah. Um, trials returned, mm -hmm. obviously for PvP, pretty big. Uh, we got Tommy's matchbook, Fourth Horseman. We also got War Mind Cells and Seraph weapons, and they did introduce Grandmasters at that time. Season of the Rivals. We got the Pyramids in the World, kind of a big changing event there. We had the weekly interference mission with the Tree of Silver Wings. We did get the Prophecy Dungeon. Uh, and we got the Contact Public event. As for exotics, we got Wither Horde, Ruinous Effigy. And we also got Umbral Ingrams at that time. And then we got Beyond Light and Stasis. Now, Season of Arrivals was like five months long. So just FYI. And we got Beyond Light. We got Season of the Hunt. We got Wrathborn Hunts. Hawk Moon and the mission that went with it, which I can't think of the name of off the top of my head. Somebody will probably know it in chat. Harbinger. Harbinger. See, there somebody does. Cool. Mm -hmm. We got the duality shotgun as well. And we're going to get stasis aspects this entire year. But it was Wrathborn Hunts and Hawk Moon. Season of the Chosen. We did get a new strike with the Season of the Chosen, Proving Grounds, plus two reprise strikes. We got the War Table. Upgrades for the first time, but we kind of saw a tease of that with the Cryptolith Lure upgrades and Crow's upgrades. We got Battlegrounds, Dead Man's Tale, and the Presage Mission, Tiku's Divination, and Umbral Focusing. Season of the Splicer, we got more Helm upgrades. Uh, we got the Override and Expunge missions. So Override was six. Expunge was three missions, three Corrupted missions, and Quaria. We got Vault of Glassback. Armor Synthesis, a.k.a. Transmog. We got Vex Mythoclast, Cryosthesia. I think those are the two in that one. Then we got Season of the Lost. Shattered Realm. We had three different segments of Shattered Realm. We had the Savathun Crystal Story. We had the Astral Alignment, um, kind of divided multiple pathways that you could do, plus the big finale. We got Agar Scepter. And we also got Lawrence Driver which has been held to people recently, but it wasn't so bad a little while ago. <laughs> 30th anniversary, we got Dares, Galley, and its Catalyst, Grasp, and of course, Xur and Starhorse and Forerunner. 
And finally, with Witch Queen, we got Season of the Risen with PsyOps Battlegrounds, four week story, uh, War Table upgrades. We got Vox Obscura. And we also got the Grand Overture Machine Gun. And we got Guardian Games. Uh, I missed some of the events, but I'm just kind of picked and choose what I kind of give it a list. Season of the Haunted. We got the Haunted Leviathan. We got seven Sever Missions. Nightmare Containment and the Leviathan, like kind of just patrolling the Leviathan and the public events. Solstice and kind of the armor that went along with that was actually kind of a reasonable one. We got Trespasser and Duality. We got Solar 3.0 there. Previously, we got Void 3.0 with Witch Queen. And then now Season of Plunder, we got Delicate Tomb, King's Fall Raid, Arc 3.0, Catch Crash, Expeditions, Hideouts. Um, we also got the Gift of the Thunder Gods, which for most of us, we could care less, but I will say for a free, free player, I did, for a free player, like as I logged in on my free account, I was like, literally, you can get all of it. Okay. Um, and then, of course, the community event, the Telesto event, and Festival of the Lost. So when you read all that stuff off, obviously you can kind of pick and choose, but I wanted to ask you guys, as season 18 did get a lot of crap. I'm trying not to lead the witness here. So I wanted to ask you guys, why do you think season 18 of Plunder has kind of such a tarnished public view? When you read a list like that, it doesn't specifically stand out as really any better or worse. When you can say season of the hunt, season of undying, season of worthy. Didn't bring a lot to the table, but season of plunder is one that right now in a lot of people's minds, you could even mention some of those and some people are like, some are better or worse, even though at the time they were pretty hated. So why do you guys think this season specifically, because I'm yeah, no leading the witness. Yeah, no pun intended. Well, well played. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what do you guys think it is? Like this season just has a weird feeling to a lot of people. And I was curious if you guys and Mac, I wanted to get your take first. Um, what do you think it is about this season that makes it kind of leave the bad taste that it does right now? Um. So... Is it the like the worst season we've ever had? I don't really know. Um, I think it's getting that perception to a certain degree. I think the first reason that it's getting that is because it doesn't get to hide anywhere. So I think that the first season of every expansion that we've gotten has been horrible. Mm. I think season of Undying was awful. I think season of the Hunt was awful. And I think Season of Risen was awful. But you don't really notice it that much. That's good. Mm-hmm. Because they come with all of the base Shadowkeep content, yep. slash mm-hmm. all of the base Beyond Light content, slash mm-hmm. all of the base Witch Queen content. So even though the season is extremely lackluster and pretty boring and doesn't have a lot to do, it gets to hide behind the fact that we have a brand new campaign to do and a brand new raid to do, and a brand new destination to explore, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, Season of Plunder doesn't get that luxury, right? It it doesn't get to hide behind anything. There's nothing else that's coming with Plunder. Um, It doesn't get to hide behind... um, I, 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 I don't really know if you get to include the dungeons and the reprised raids along with like the seasonal offerings. Um, but if you do, I think people generally get a little more excited about 
dungeons than they do about reprised raids just because dungeons are brand new. Right. I yeah. think you I think that honeymoon period is a little longer. Um mm-hmm. So it doesn't get to hide behind a dungeon, a brand new dungeon like duality. Um, yeah. It has to hide behind King's fall, which is a, you know, is a great raid and yeah. it was fun. Um, mm-hmm. But the honeymoon period of, of King's fall, I think is a little shorter than the honeymoon period of something that's like brand new, mm-hmm. like duality. Um, mm-hmm. Now seasonal plunder has like a lot of items on it, right? Like when you, when you look at all the bullet points of what it comes with, it's like, Oh, there's like actually a lot of stuff here. You have, Catch crash and expeditions and hideouts. Like it seems like there's a lot of stuff to do, but you know, more bullet points isn't necessarily equal better content or even more content necessarily, right? Because if you take like catch crash, for example, and you stack it up next to maybe like sundial in the season of dawn, I think most people would say that like sundial was significantly better, significantly more replayable, um, and significantly more like interesting and engaging than something like Catch Crash. Um, And I think when you look at Plunder as a whole, you kind of have something that has very uninteresting seasonal gameplay, right? The expeditions are like the bad part of Overwatch, um, which is like a really weird thing to like center around. Um, The hideouts are literally Lost Sectors, which is not particularly like an interesting it's not new right um it's not like a new gameplay experience the way that a lot of seasonal content will be catch crash uh was actually actually like decent um i think catch crash is actually like probably the best part of season of plunder if you um if you don't uh consider like arc 3.0 and king's fall to be a part of like the season more so just like things that happen to be introduced in the game along with that season um, so I think when you look at like the season specific activities in conjunction with, I think the story was like pretty weak um, this season. I don't think it was nearly as interesting as something like maybe like Haunted's where you're focusing on like um, the story that will inevitably directly carry over to what we're going to have in Lightfall. Um, I think when you combine those two things along with like the community event, which I think community events uh, are not very good recently. I think they're very uninteresting when it's just like stuff currency into this thing and you don't like really get to see yourself. Like it's not apparent that you're contributing, right? Because right. it's on such a large scale. Um, I think when you combine all that together, plus the fact that it has nothing to hide behind, um, like on Dying Hunt and Risen do, um, I think that's what makes for people kind of like looking at the season and being like, yeah, this sucks. Uh, Cog, what about you, man? Yeah, it's um, I see the talk. The talk is this is all the the, the Twitter rage right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I think that um, I think I saw a, a discussion between two people, and I forgot who it was, and they were like, you know, why do people feel so strongly against season of the plunder? And um, I think someone pushed back and was like, well, no, Curse of Osiris was, was the lowest. And then I think they kind of started to stack what had what Curse of Osiris consisted of versus, you know, Plunder. I think um, Mac made a good point in reference to, because um, it's weird we're talking Season of Plunder when technically like King's Fall and, and Arc 3.0 launched during it. Yep. But the reality is, yes, it, because it's a reprise thing of something that we know already as opposed to that new thing, maybe that's why it didn't hit. I think for me, which I've already said in the past, you know, the narrative 
scheme has been doing such a great job seasonally in past seasons keeping it alive, right? And I think what has happened is this is one that we have to be honest. In my opinion, this is one of the weaker narrative seasons. I think they they didn't the Aramis wasn't as interesting. I don't think anyone was really that enthralled that she came back. We knew it was happening at some point, but I don't think it was uh, the payoff was really good at the end. And it was like, okay, we're going to do a fight and then you escape again. I don't think that landed. I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, another opportunity was missed with the, the, the Nezirak situation. I thought it was cool for the intro- introduction, but I don't feel we really got a, a, a cool, you know, I, I just didn't feel it came together the way I thought, it should have for the epicness of this character we've known. And then we get the, the, the classic, you know, put a halt in the middle of the season kind of thing. And it kind of reminds me if anybody watches walking dead, like this mid season finale thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's just like, bro, like tell the story. Like it's like, you're just stretching it. Mm-hmm. Like, like tell the story. If you're going to end it at a certain time and it's not going to go through the whole season, fine, but just get it out done and and i think that's now starting to take its toll on people i think a little bit and then coupled with the fact that this is not the strongest narrative so i'm with that look the destiny players base has spoken we have to be brutally honest there the player base the numbers are reflecting it like you know people are not playing the game as much and for me instead of you know my mentality i learned from a certain person and i'm not going to get super angry anymore when it's not doing what I need to do. And it's my chance to catch up on other games and other little, I, I watch Max video, you know, he's a, he's the exotics I got to get. I watch Ibantis video. Here are the things I need to do for the next season. I make sure I'm ready for the next seasonal change and, and that's it. So yeah, they, they've, I think the seasonal model is needs, needs adjusting. I think that the, um, the, the, the two, the last thing I'll say, the two events was a catch crash and a catch crash and expedition. The one where you, follow the thing i hate that one. expedition oh. is, yeah expedition has expedition. the treasure hauler yeah. yeah the one where you got to follow the thing and it's like miss me with that and they're in a tough spot because it's 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 content that it's that they have to create but that for the most part doesn't last right it's not going to be permanently staying in the game and i don't know from a development standpoint how sustainable it is and how productive that is shout out to the cops i'm sorry so it's very exciting by me right <laughs> shout out to the fire department and everybody else but uh, they're hype. They're, they're uh, going to be ar- arresting uh, Expedition and taking <laughs> it away. So yeah, they just, they're Bungie done with it. They coming for Bungie. They are very upset. They don't want to hear it, Kong. They don't I think it's it. actually one of the main points that they need to address is that like their seasonal content is it gets recycled or not recycled. Um, it, it goes in the bin eventually, and it's like, yeah. how can you justify making genuinely compelling? stuff when it's just going to go away and like i, yeah. I think that's something that they need to solve and I, I i've had ideas for that issue mm-hmm. in the past yeah i, I think well, that's one of the main things that, right maybe they see that as a feature and not a not a bug some maybe of you like may hear a new voice joining the podcast and as expected fashionably late but definitely be fashionable that Ty wasn't guy. his fault no, this is called traffic and work, but uh, yes, no, he's right no. on time. Yes, he, he arrives when he is meant to, just like just like he's Gandalf. Summoned. Yeah, summoned. how you doing, um, sir? I'm doing all right. I was gonna say, I think maybe the fact that they throw all the stuff in the bin is seen as a advantage to them because they were doing that before the seasonal model. It was called the vault. Remember, <clears throat> they're trying to get stuff out of the game, and I feel like they uh, might like that there's a disposable element to this. 
Yeah. We, we got to see either way. I, I'm I'm happy to see. Oh, look, I got a blurry background. That's super weird. Um, uh, let me change that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I was gonna say, like, uh, I, I this week felt great for me because I felt like, um, the community was finally catching up where, where I was on season <laughs> one, where I've been for over a year with thinking mm. that seasons have been super underwhelming. And I honestly think the only reason that last season wasn't as much of a social bloodbath as the season is, is because people liked the story, which I didn't like the story last season. So I was here last season as well, thinking y'all are giving them a pass for mediocre ass storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, you know, now we're here. We're all in the same place. It doesn't no, matter yeah, who no, got now we all think hey, the look, storytelling. Look, look, <laughs> look, it doesn't matter who got here first or who was sort of leading the way. <laughs> Uh, who doesn't matter doesn't matter we're Semantics. all here we're all in the I mean, same travis page. doesn't know what humble pie tastes like but that's yeah, yeah. i think uh i think it's super apparent too like why everyone was not driven by this season story as well and, and yeah. i think a lot of people were in the same boat but like i it was never apparent to me what we were doing like i never really understood like they, if I recall correctly, the story was like, you need to get these relics because the witness wants them and we can't let him have them. And it was like, okay, why does he want them? What do they do? And it was just like, yeah, I don't know. it was kind of the, dim- and, then, and, and then like, I, I mean, even like if, if the story we knew, was good though, would the season be good? Cause I would argue. No, that, not necessarily, but yeah, I, like I, I think, save the I think seasons. it would have masked it significantly better the way that, the uh because i'm with you i didn't think the season of haunted story was like that great but the majority of the community enjoyed it and i think it kind of masked the underwhelmingness of season of the haunted so i think season of the season the haunted got that um that asterisk the good asterisk for destiny you know what right. I mean? And that that's what they get for a lot of these story things. But I think we're in a pretty bad place. We're not at the point where we're talking about how Bungie was successful or unsuccessful at, at masking how. how right. Yeah, going. yeah, exactly. You know what yeah. I mean, like if that's the conversation. We probably need to change things up significantly. Because mm-hmm. I think. Oh, oh no. No, go ahead. no, Mac, hey, Mac, you can go ahead and you can finish your thought. Uh, I was going to say, I think. Um, I, 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 I think. Everyone wants Destiny to be good, right? Oh, yeah. Like no one takes joy in like walking. Like maybe some people, but like a very low percentage. The people I that genuinely, I, I jam commenters and exclusively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, the people they, that genuinely they, they enjoy playing the game. No one wants to be out here being like, "Yeah, this season's not engaging. This season's not fun. The season's bad." Um. So I think a lot of players will look for any reason to give a season a pass and be like, "Yeah, good job." Good job, Bungie. Because, like, you know, that it's their favorite game. They want it to be good. That's understandable, right? Um, so I think, I think even though the seasons have been really rough so far, I think every season had at least one thing that your average player could point to and say, well, this was good. You know, this made it good enough. And I think the price point of the seasons is also very important, right? They're $10. They're very cheap. Yeah. So it's not that hard to give someone enough to justify their $10. Right. So maybe. if I maybe. think a lot of would, people I, are like, you know, I, well, I would, I would, yeah, I would argue that the cost of something doesn't make it better. Right. There's games that are free 
that are great. No, I don't think so either. But I'm saying yeah, I, I, Apex Legends is free. Fortnite is free. There's lots of games that cost nothing that are that are have a better free to play model, more consistent content, etc. I think the and I get that some people always say, well, it's just that much money, so it doesn't matter. But honestly, do you want to get burned out on Destiny on mediocre content when they could just wait no. and do an annual release and delight so I you wish. and then you can forget about it for a year? I mean, like personally, talk. Go ahead. personally, I like and I don't, I don't know how many feathers this is going to ruffle, but let's go. Let's do it. I wish they would up the cost of the seasons if it meant that we got more substantial seasons. Like I would, I would much rather pay 20 bucks, 25 bucks per season. If it means that we get PVP maps, actual, you know, in like story missions that are not just a reskin law sector. If we get actual stories, actual narratives with like cutscenes, if we get actual mm-hmm. exotic missions and stuff like that. Cause I, I, I think a lot of people will defend Bungie on that $10 front. And I think, I think that's why it's really tough to kind of like break through these cracks because you have so many people that are like, Oh, well, you know, there, there, there's, there's always going to be a reason to find where it's like, well, Bungie has an out. Right. And they'll, they'll always have people defending them on that. Um, and I think, I think right now, one of the toughest ways to break through this like conversation of like, these seasons are not, you know, whether they're living up to the $10 value or not, they're not enjoyable. They're not providing a, a, a substantial amount of content, a substantial amount of playtime. So, and I, and I think the number one thing in the way right now is, is that price tag. Um, and so I don't, I don't so. in conjunction with the, I just want to add on and I'll give it back to you guys in conjunction yeah. with the, I feel they've gotten very, it's become a chore. You know, like when I look at stuff like the ruffians yeah. and the, you know, the time gating. Now it's like, okay, so now you offer me this ten dollars, but I can't play it the way I want to play it. You're 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 forcing the way I the content's played, and that's just unfun. And I think that's okay. what they're policing a little bit too much is what I, they're very heavy handed lately in that. And I think that I see the, the community is kind of reflective. When we do the twabs, you'll notice a lot of the twabs are a pullback from a negative response that they received based on some ridiculous goal, you know, that they set. And then even when we had, what was it? The catch crash and the master thing and how many champions and oh, yeah. it's just push pull of a heavy handedness. And it's like, we're giving you $10 content, but we don't want you to do it fast. Wait, <laughs> hold up. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of thing. And I think they're getting pushback. They're getting some serious pushback. I just wanted to add that part. That's something I'm starting to see the community really getting annoyed with them with. Travis has, a, thing, like, Travis has a thought, and then I want to go. Yes, yes please. Travis. Yeah, you're, you're paying $10 to do busy work, basically. In 100%. Content, which is what people want. I mean, it's star chores. Uh, you know, <laughs> Eververse strikes back. Uh, and Move, moving I, out I, stellar edition yeah and i i think uh i i don't i i really do not buy the whole it's the ten dollar price tag they're trying to keep it cheap and so they give you ten dollars of content look they've had so many excuses right they've got the the eververse money that we know they're making off of all these events right that we that are not costing them money because they just copy and pasted the event last year speaking of eververse stuff. money shout out to four guys we know we know shout out to assassin creed <laughs> 
<laughs> they've got they've got, they've got they've got transmog they just got bought by sony which i was told i was promised it was going to make destiny so much better oh my god all of these things they've got all this money coming in and and i'm supposed to believe that the barrier of entry is that they just they, if they just had an extra 15 bucks per person they could give me so much better stuff i don't i don't buy it at all I really don't. I think that they're charging you $10 because they know they're not giving you much. And I think that even if you give them $15 more per person, it would not be enough to give them the time that they need and the manpower they need to make better content. And I, uh, I think they know that. So they're charging the least that they can because they know that they, they can, can hide behind it. Kind of content. Yeah. Because, oh, it's a, you know, it's only Speaking 10 bucks, of- right? Eververse money. What happened to hey? All of the money we made from you guys buying the Whisper ornaments, oh, we were able man. to use to fund uh, back, the zero hour mission. Back, I'm trying to save you. Don't you? You, you digging up old wood? What's where'd you, all the you, money you from the zero hour We all agree on go. We all agree on that one. No, where did all the money from the Hawkmoon ornaments? Nice. Like I'm just saying, like yeah. it, it, we were kind of back. sold this narrative of like, oh, because you guys bought the ornaments for the secret exotic mission, we were able to make a new one. So like we're kind of your channel, you, you go, like, you go hey, real you buy deep these, deep. You're keep getting these missions. It's like, you're, if you're going to be logical, we can't have where's a the next one. <laughs> where's where's uh, the next mission? It's, no, it's like know, four years so, ago. So for me, when I look back, and this is why I went through and made the list of all the seasons. I was talking with chat, going through all this stuff, and I was streaming while I was doing some of this, and I was like, all right, what's in each one of these seasons? And for me, you, I look back, and when you first the pieces we're talking about is the content of like it's temporary. I think one of the pieces of temporary content that kills me the most is the Shattered Realm. That content was so good. Why, why people that got to start with Witch Queen don't get to experience it, like, hurts me. Because I love, like, the Metroidvania version of that going through each week. And then you had the different, like, l- like sectors that you would go through. And they were actually really cool spaces they built. The fights were actually challenging when you went through them. Especially as a solo player. Like, I had fun in those, finding all the secrets and stuff. And I'm like, you can make that which was cool. And, but then again, it doesn't stick as you guys are saying, this is temporary content. Now, Travis, whether you think it's of their benefit or not, I don't know. That's up to them. But I was like, I feel like it's gotta be kind of at least a little painful inside to put that much effort into content, knowing either three months or six months from now, especially season 19 content is going to be theoretically in the game for 12, 13 weeks, whatever it is. Like that is a short amount of time for somebody to enjoy your content and it's gone. At least yeah. the people who made PsyOps Battlegrounds or the Leviathan or even Catch Crash, which a lot of people say is a pretty solid six person activity. You got three different legs. You got three different bosses. You got different mid stuff to do. It's actually for a six person activity, decent amount of decent amount of variety, decent like, you know, threat. If you put it on master, which I still think should have matchmaking, but that's a different piece of the discussion. Um, but like Catch Crash isn't bad. But again, how long does this stuff live? Which really kind of hurts. That actually accentuates Travis's point like really well. It's like, I think Bungie kind of likes that it gets to go away because it gives them the justification of making it kind of crappy. It's like, oh, well, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be that good. It doesn't need to be perfect. It's it's us beta testing stuff to see if we can put something in an expansion that's like this, right? Or or put it into a main activity. I, I, I honestly think it's just like, it, also, they don't want to bloat the game. They've talked about that a bunch of times. So they're like, oh, there's too many playlists, too many things to do. And so I think it's actually a feature, not a not a bug. Yeah. I think they're happy. They do that. start, they're, like, they're feeling like throwaways. Like, yeah. they're, you they're, cannot tell, you're like, I cannot be convinced that expeditions yeah, are designed for the was, long run. No, that was, that was we're going to use a patrol space. Like, 
I was even like saying it out loud and it sounded ridiculous. You're going to stand here. A few guys are going to spawn. You're going to chuck stuff into this thing. Go along to the next zone. A few more guys are going to spawn. Treasure's going to throw up. You're going to throw it in there. And then you're going to follow it to the end and, and shoot some more guys. And it's like, you're never threatened in there. Nothing is they, going to kill you. It's not challenging. They figured out how to make uh, something more boring than standing on plates and raids. It's like, <laughs> it's difficult to yeah. do. And At I, least when you're standing on a plate in a raid, like there's bad guys that can like maybe damage you and maybe kill you. Yeah. It's like, now you put yeah, in a patrol zone bad. where the enemies might not even hungry. exist. They shouldn't even exist. It should be like target dummies. They should be like little cardboard boxes that don't move. They're not going to kill you. They're like, they're not. They don't do any damage to you. It's, I, I don't get it. Yeah. It's really weird. Boxes. Damn. But I was like, I would say this season seems, feels like the season of a thousand cuts because mm. a lot of the stuff that you have said, but combined all together, you've got, hey, there's a story beat between like, you know, log in and do your catch crash, but then you have to go kill 50 champions for some reason before you actually go see the, like the two second story. And then the story isn't even that big of a deal that week. You've got expeditions that are not expeditions that are like slow. And here's this thing, ruffians that you're like, okay, I want to get the seal. What are ruffians? I can't even get these things to spawn. If I'm efficient, if I just play the game as I should shoot the guys and do the objective, I literally work against myself to have the ruffians spawn. And that's very obvious because they took it from 50 to 10. They know they screwed up. Um, you've also got like the first first mates, those ones. They took the summoning of those from four, 15 of each to one. And it's like, but those again, it's more of like the problem with just a bounty and a vanguard strike. You're like, hey, if I don't run up to the flag first to summon the first mate, I don't get credit for it. So then it's not that like somebody summoned the first mate and I get credit for it as a team. Somebody else did. And then you've got, you know, the, the Hobrick, which was, you know, disabled for eight weeks of the season. You've got <laughs> Festival of the Lost that was bugged at the start of every single week of festival. It was bugged when you're trying to turn in pages and the first day it was for like 12 hours. You've got the Telesto event, which wasn't an event and everybody got hopeful and then it was nothing. Then you had the community event, which was cheesed, which thank God Telesto it was... Event. Yeah, Telesto event made me angry. Yeah. I, I was like upset. That's Ooh. the mean of Telesto. I tried to tell everybody that it wasn't a real event and nobody believed me. <laughs> I, so like, I mean, and, and like maybe I'm a little more cynical, uh, mm -hmm. but and like, I, you know, I don't have any proof, but like this is how the situation read to me. Mm -hmm. As you know, Bungie knows how thirsty we are for a secret mission. Mm hmm. And how crazy we'll go anytime that's like whispers of one could potentially be surfacing, right? Because this is how all the secret missions start, right? right. It's something weird going on in game yeah, that's very yeah. obviously not a bug, which like the Telesa mm. one was clearly not, mm -hmm. followed by some type of narrative from an official Bungie platform. Could be mm -hmm. the forums, could be their official Twitter accounts. In Telesto event, it was both. Right. Um, and I think they know how huge we get. And I think they, I, I think overall it was a marketing ploy to sell Telesto t-shirts that took advantage of community hysteria or historic community hysteria for uh, secret events to hype it up even more to get to the point where when they ultimately said, buy the shirt here, everyone was talking about it. I mean, I think it kind of used us. I like, I'm not going to lie. I think that like, and like, I have no proof of that. Right. I mean, but that, that was that's their the intention. thing about Telesto though, that I got but, told from someone 
the, like, hey, you probably should keep an eye out. Like, they got told by told by somebody, like, something's going to be happening. And then, like, the ball started rolling. So it's like, even they were, like, it was, like, hyped for not, like, that even felt weird when by the time everything got fleshed out that it was like, there's kind of something. But then you're like, there's 100% not. It just is weird for a week. Like, that. So it's a combination of, like, challenges that bug the hell out of you. And then it's it's just a lot of what you guys are saying piling on for our 12th season that's starting to, not starting to, for, you know, the people like Travis, it's been, you know, two years of the same. But it is, depending on how long or how invested you are, if you didn't love the Pirates, the season wasn't it for you. If the story didn't have a lot going on because the hideouts were short, you got two weeks that actually had something to say. You had the Nezarak cutscene, of which some people are like, who's Nezarak? Love to get a little more information on him, get a lore deep dive, get some talk from whoever, be like, oh, we've heard about, go talk to Zavala and get this history on Nezarak, something. You get not just Nezarak's mentioned and, nope, okay. And then you get two weeks later, the opening cinematic of the season on day zero, at like eight o'clock in the morning on Tuesday, when we watch it, you're like, hey, I get to see Mithrax and Aramis sword fight. That's badass. Let me see when that happens. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Week eight. You get to see him fight. He pins her down. Bye. There you go. I'm going to let you go. Now, I get that's Mithrax, like, becoming a better, you know, character. And he's actually, like, not going to be the one that kills her. But we literally start in the season in damn near the same way, except Aramis could have woken right. up and walked out of Europa <laughs> without us being there and nothing would have changed. Like, we had our thumb up our butt when Mithrax was fighting her. I don't know what we were doing. It was crazy. We're like, we got to let them duke it out. And Ido's like, no, don't we're, get in there. We're eating popcorn. It was crazy to me that we didn't intervene in any capacity. Yep. So it it's like, bounced. yeah. I was like, what are we doing? So we have a weak story. We have bugs in a lot of, like, it's been a very buggy season in a lot of different aspects. Challenges were not well thought out, like, numerically, 50 ruffians, and then, like, oh, there's a timer in there. Oh, you guys figured out the timer? The timer was taken away. That's kind of, like, a little chop like, at the knees. Like, so many thing little is, tiny, like, it was death of a thousand cuts for me. That was the season. Even even if, like, the numbers are, like, well thought out and stuff like that, like like Travis said, it's still chores. It's still what? not, like, like it's, like, it being... 20 ruffians at the beginning of the season like it still sucks like that's it doesn't make it more fun it makes it less grindy and less tedious but like it doesn't increase the enjoyment of the activity right it's like it's still ultimately like a very shallow like objective for the yeah. season and it's like it's like like what, what are we doing in destiny at this point no, like, the answer is yeah it's yours like, and I, it's like it's really weird. Yeah, I don't expect season 19 to drastically change because typically in three months, they never make that change. But I'm hoping no, this of type not. of feedback for whatever's going on in Lightfall and season 21, I really hope they're starting to take some of the feedback now because the sameness of the seasons, the the way the content is delivered out, the time gating of the war table upgrade, whatever you're going to call it for the season, all of those things, as you guys are saying, it's like you have to play exactly this way and go do these certain things every week if you're not going to... And it's just like... You are, as Cog, you've said it, you are, Bungie is telling us you need to do e exactly okay. this way, otherwise, mm -hmm. not yep. so much. Hey, so shout out to Man Mana Nestor in chat, by the way. Mano, salute, salute. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I was saying. I didn't, to, me, to me, the good part, I always say, and it reminds me when we first started, e, is the community is voting with their engagement. That's what you got to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And when yeah. you come, I, I, know, I know it's a painful thing because 
We love this game. We love how it's sh the shooting. We love how it feels. When Destiny's right, it's amazing, right? No airport but, effectiveness. It. Except my airport oh, effectiveness. Yeah. So everybody's upset with. Now we ain't <laughs> shooting so well. Now we ain't shooting so well. Yeah, and that's a, that's another big point of contention. Yeah. I was like, really don't, and you don't even have, and this is three years of PvP like right. pain piled on top mm -hmm. of a PVE season that was weak. Yeah. And this is just like straws breaking camels backs all over the place. Right. And, and again, is it as dire as, you know, during the curse of Osiris? I'd probably say not then when in terms of engagement, but we're starting to see the dip. Yeah. We're starting to see it yeah. now. And I'm like, that's how you get what you want. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully this is what's going to be taken into account. And to your point, E, it's not going to be done in a season. Yeah, right? 19, it's not 19 yeah. you get comfortable. Like, just understand that that's what you're going to yeah. get. But like, light, like Lightfall and 21, mm -hmm. they really got to, they need to, they yeah. don't need to reinvent the wheel, but they definitely need to um, switch out the wheel and give us a new, like, a new yeah. looking wheel because something's got to change. Yeah. yeah the kind of like that you mentioned Curse of Osiris too, because like, mm -hmm. I think that was kind of like the catalyst for kind of what brought me on here is like that kind of conversation because I was saying yeah. something along the lines of this is the lowest point in Destiny. Yes, oh, Chris you, Rose, yeah, you and Scarrow talking back and forth. Of which, which, yeah, I, remember, I saw y'all yeah, going back know, and forth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think what I meant by that ultimately, because I think we would definitely agree that the overall state of the game right now is a lot healthier than it was in Curse of Osiris. Yes. Right, like, it was bad. Yes, it was bad, bad back then. Um, but like nowadays, we have if the season's bad, you have a lot more stuff that you can do. Right, you got a ton of raids in the game right now. You got Grandmaster Nightfalls. You got weapon crafting. You, you know, you go fight. You have tons of stuff to do. So I think the state of the game is better than Curse of Osiris. But I think the when I look at Curse of Osiris and I look at how horrible everyone said it was, and I look at everything that came with it, I can't help but just kind of think like if if we had a season right now that brought a new campaign, a new destination, a new raid, like that would be considered one of the best seasons ever historically in the entire game and you know so then people say oh well curse of osiris was an expansion not a season like that's semantics because in year one of destiny like we had three expansions in the first year right you would say vanilla was like the expansion that was the witch queen that was the shadow keep whatever it was and then curse of osiris and warmind can to a certain degree be equated to seasons right they each lasted for you know whatever four months and you know brought whatever content with them they were a little bit more expensive but you know to the point like i think in terms of like volume of content christmas harris was 20 bucks seasonal plunder is 10 i think from a value perspective new content to play and new experiences to be had i think christmas harris brought more than doubled in season of plunder did brand new raid brand new campaign oh, content. i know where you're going with it i know where you're going with right. it. I, I... So I, I, I think okay, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. Mm -hmm. I think the whole point I was trying to make when I was talking about Curse of Osiris I, is kind of saying, if we got Curse of Osiris right now, like like I think people would rather have a Curse of Osiris scale thing right now yeah. than they would rather have a yeah. Season of Plunder scale thing right now. Yeah, you're talking scale. I know where you're going. I know. Where and you're going. Hey, I'm sorry. I think the game was at a lower point. Curse of Osiris for mm -hmm. sure. Overall game mm -hmm. health terrible. It's brutal. Mm -hmm. Um. But, I mean, like, in, in terms of enjoyment, like, dude, I enjoyed the Curse of Osiris campaign a hell of a lot more than I enjoyed <laughs> doing Catch Crash. I, I, I enjoyed the Curse of Osiris raid no, a hell of a lot more than I enjoyed doing the expeditions and the hideouts. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed exploring Mercury a lot more than I enjoyed exploring 
the Elixni quarter after we upgraded the staircase. And it, so it's like, that's a tough thing for me. And I think, I think the game is definitely in a very difficult spot right now. And I, like you said, with PVP being compounded onto it, typically when the game was in a rough spot, it would be like, well, we're out of PVE stuff to do. We'll go play PVP for the rest of the season. Um, but the combination of no new maps for a while, so it's feeling incredibly repetitive. There's no reason to be the competitive playlist, which is maybe going to be fixed next season. We'll see. Um, to me, it seems like just like a renaming of the ranks as far as I can tell. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. Um, but I think airborne effectiveness has been really, really rough on the playlist because I think it was a change intended to um, nerf higher skilled players so that casual individuals would have a more enjoyable time in the crucible. But I think Destiny's selling point has always been like the harmonious combination of gunplay and movement. Yeah. And they broke the gunplay. So like like I think when your guns feel horrible to use, <laughs> I think it makes PvP feel so unenjoyable. Um and so I think I think with all the decisions that they've made ending up to where we are right now. Um, a, a lot of, you know, all the PvE stuff feels like chores. Your guns don't feel like they shoot right in PvP. It's like, you, you, it's hard to find a reason to want to log on to the game. I see where you're going with the culmination of things and mm -hmm. yeah. the whole philosophy that like we talked about earlier, what, um, you know, the quote-unquote expansion style versus the seasonal model, but... Kind of yeah. still, like, I mean, the way he phrases that is like, what if the season was... What if we got the expansion in two seasons instead of three, but those two seasons cost, you know, a smidge like, you know, equivalents of like, what's the deluxes? 50 bucks for the deluxe and everything. And then the, I think light falls 50 or something, whatever it is, basically make like two seasons that are a little beefier and chunkier and tell a decent story as opposed to the three. I would pay two. Yeah. You have more you know, kind of downtime, but if they could get PVP to a good state, it would help support, you know, the longer break in between. But if it was, you know, the expansions as opposed to two versus three, it's like, what is the right number again? Cause a lot of us are like, how, I mean, whether it's Travis saying, what is $10 going to get us? What is the time they can put in? How much time do they have to develop? What content goes into a season is three months is six months tight, but then you enjoy it for three months, but it's like eight months and you enjoy it for four like, what is that little window? And we've been doing the three months for so long outside of delays for expansions. I just wonder what it would be like if it was a little beefier, but a little longer break. I don't know. That's just kind of one. That's a, that's the whole debate of everything else. I can't see them doing that because like with everything like Travis mentioned, like they've, they've effectively put a shield around themselves where they're allowed to put in the minimum effort and not be reasonably criticized for it. And so I think they'll happily keep collecting these 10 bucks for minimal effort seasons while they, because I, I think the theory, right, is that a lot of their teams are working on whatever these new IPs are. Oh, so I think, yeah. I was like, it, I think I, they're it using, feels like that sometimes. And I don't want to say I think that, they're just, but it feels like that. I know sometimes. it's, so, and like, it's just speculation, right? Yeah. Obviously I don't know. Um, and I'm not going to act like I know, but what, what is objectively fact is that Bungie is capable of putting out seasons with substantial amounts of content. 
We've seen them do it. Dawn is like one of the premier examples. Um, Chosen was pretty good. Splicer was pretty good. Um, they can put out really great seasons for 10 bucks without any additional resource help, aka being away from Activision. They can do it. So it's like, it's, it's not like we're like, hey, you're not, you know, this is the best you've ever done, but it's still not enough. It's like, we've seen the best you've ever done. Yeah. And you're far below it. And there's not really a good reason behind you being far below it. So like, what's going on? And so it's like, there's not a lot of good explanations for that other than, you know. Priorities. Must, yeah, yeah, something must priorities. be. Priorities. Like, priorities is a lot, mm -hmm. you know. It's not a, great, a lot of great explanations. Yeah. We know what they can do. Yeah, and I think way. that's why things have been so tough. That's why the community has been so difficult on them is because they know what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not being that, negative just for the sake of being negative. We're, right. we're saying, hey, this is not me and the mark and I know what you can do. So right. why is this what you're delivering to me? And I think the <laughs> other thing that's sparking the boom is the narrative coming from Bungie's end. Because back when we were at the state of the game, back in Curse of Osiris, the radio comms from Bungie were listen we know it's not in a great place right we know right, right, you're right, not enjoying yep, double yep. primary we yep. know that the power grind is uninteresting we know mm -hmm. you know right it was it was hey things aren't great we know that we're going to work on it we're going to fix it right now we're in that period of people are not enjoying the game but from Bungie's end it sounds a lot different than it used to yeah it's we are long past the era of content droughts. It's back in the Witch Queen trailer. It was the Witch Queen is going to be the best year of Destiny in the history of the franchise. And so it's like when you're hearing all of these things from Bungie, you know, it's, it's like, well, I don't feel that way at all. I feel like the game is so lackluster. I feel like these seasons are not bringing, to, you know, not coming up to bat. But you're telling me that everything is perfect, so it gives the impression right. that Bungie's just going to keep on this path. Right. And, if they which, think every, if yeah. they think it's perfect, why would they deviate? So yeah. it it creates a feeling of hopelessness to a much more significant degree than we had back in Curse of Osiris, where they were admit admitting right. of, hey, and we're going to work on what, it. We're going to make it better. The parallel was there, the damn engagement, which I keep telling people. Yep. The problem is they've been empowered they've been emboldened because they haven't seen the dip when you look at the prior to this season when you look at the engagement rate and most played they're rocking and rolling and for the hardcore that's upset you know it, it's not being reflected as a whole so yeah. they're going to cater to that whole until the whole says you know what the majority says you know what now nah, this is not it this is not it i will be back when you guys get it together and this is the first time, right. and I hate to say it, but you have to vote with your engagement. And that's yeah. it. And it, it, it sucks because, you know, obviously I'm saying that, but, I, you know, my boy E, you know, you, you know, man, you guys go full time with this game. You know what I'm saying? And I understand, you know, the frustration there as a full time content creator when the game is not, you know, first of all, you're not having as much fun playing it. And as well as you're not giving you enough su sufficient content to cover it in, 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 a, in a cool way that affects the channel. And, and that's. It's tough. It's tough. And, but I, I think ultimately that's the way you do it. Because to your point, Mac, at that time, the community was like, we are good. This is not it. 
<laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. they stopped playing. They turned you, it off. You saw the like, videos. I'm a such and such main. I'm yeah. playing this main. Why I quit? The, the infamous quitting videos yeah, or whatever. You yeah. saw the video from the top guys. The top guys were like, we are good. And then it's like, oh, Oh, okay, okay, all right. Uh, go, go fast update coming soon. <laughs> I wonder know. what their Warmind sale numbers were because I bet These they were. These metrics are crazy. These metrics yeah. are still good. And that's the thing. They are emboldened. And until that happens, it, it, you, the message, the tone of the messaging yeah. is still positive, if you notice yeah. it, with these things. And that's what I compare... It's difficult. Oh, I was just going to say, like, comparing, it's kind of funny. Beyond Light versus Witch Queen, they're not even close. Like, Witch Queen was so good. Story, everything like that. But then if I list these off, I don't know what 19 holds. But the seasons after the expansion, Chosen, Splicer, and Lost. That's one year of, like, additional seasons versus solid. Haunted, Plunder, and we don't know. Unless 19 is a banger, like, Beyond Light seasons are going to absolutely crush all three of them. Because, like, Chosen was fantastic. Splicer still pretty good lost one of my favorite activities and still a decent story which we know was kind of going into granted the delay hurt that one and 30th anniversary aside in three month bubbles those all so far are beating the last three seasons like last couple seasons 19 basically has to be an absolute banger otherwise witch queen really good seasons that followed eh. <laughs> not so much but yeah i was like i think we can beat this you know dead horse over and over if we want to but it is, I think we're all kind of in the agreement of, you know, we've seen very good things in this past. We have moments of good stuff, like, you know, with the animated cinematic where, you know, we get to see a really cool embrace or we actually get a tease about Nezrek. But we always, we want more. We've seen them do better in the culmination of, you know, Death of a Thousand Cuts, PvP not doing too well right now. And then just like bugs on top of other, it's just a lot of things piling up right now. And as you guys have said, now the numbers are starting to drop. Now there might be taking the feedback. Now, what are their engagement numbers looking like? Yeah. The new season trailer is going to be hype. We're going to have fun with it. I still have my hunch that the, the, you know, Lightfall expansion is going to be going to be nudged a little bit. Is there some kind of, how do they handle some kind of a delay? If that downward slope continues like that's what well, well, makes you think it's going to be nudged. Honestly, just because they haven't done an expansion that fast in years. So if they can do one in 12 in that amount of time, and granted, they may pull it off. They may have more people and they may have divided up their studio to make it work. Cool. And I would be happy to be surprised. Also, there's way too much stuff coming out in February. So if they bump it a little bit, it'll have a little breathing room. But that's a different story entirely. Mine's just a hunch. But mine's always like, when you look back, like Shadowkeep was de slightly delayed. Beyond Light was delayed more. Witch Queen was really delayed. And yet this one's going to go perfect 12 months for the first time in like three or four years. So it's just, I, but again, maybe they'll knock it out of the park and it'll be fine. But the way the bugginess of the seasons go, I don't want to expansion to be rushed if it comes buggy in the same way. That's all. Agreed. Uh, I think Lightfall. I think Lightfall is going to be incredible, the same way Witch Queen was. Um, I think it's you know going to be an amazing story. Uh, you know, raids gonna be solid. Destination will be fun for a bit, and then after that honeymoon of like the expansion specific stuff wears off, I think we're just gonna be back in the same cycle that we're currently in now, where the seasons just kind of suck um, until, like Cognito said, and, you know, people stop buying them. Yeah, and the problem Which is. is tough right because you're not going to yeah. tell people to stop buying them especially right, as a yeah. content creator because like you're not going to sabotage your own views you're not going to sabotage your own engagement um but 
you know, it's like a, the reception is positive. So yeah, if Bungie's making the same the amount of money, starts. yeah, the cycle starts again, right? If so, Bungie's making the same amount of money, it's like yeah, don't really have a great reason to uh, <laughs> to make a significant change. Yeah, what's up with this Twabi? What's going on with this game? Yeah. Uh, so. TWAB situation basically is giant sandbox update is the huge piece. And I'm going to hit some high notes. I'm not going to go through all of it because we'd be here forever. Um, but first thing, uh, they're doing a collaboration with Ubisoft. So Assassin's Creed and Destiny crossover. So in Assassin's Creed, I think it's Valhalla, I'm guessing, since it's the recent one. You're going to have both uh, Saint-14 and Shaq's armor, I guess, that you can earn in in Assassin's Creed, and I actually saw kind of a picture of what they look like in-game, and they are basically spot-on, so they nailed those. And then on our side, it looks like we're going to get different Assassin's Creed armors into Destiny. So that is probably going to be all over the Eververse next season, so you guys can look forward to that on December 6th when all that stuff's going to launch. Uh, they did a quick kind of overview of what's coming in and out of your big playlists, like Trials of Osiris is losing, Reed's Regret, Nyasha's Embrace, and then it's gaining... The Exalted Truth hand cannon and also the Unwavering Duty Soros. Uh, it's getting a machine gun. Iron Banner is losing the Forge's Pledge Pulse and the Shotgun Wristwalker. And we're going to be having access to the Dark Decider, which that sounds new. I didn't know if it was going to be. Is, an, is, is Exalted Truth new? The hand cannon? For uh, yeah, that one's new, yeah. I think, as well. So, so they're both new Ooh. for Trials? Uh, really? Yes. Yeah, because mm -hmm. we haven't had a Trials machine gun. So yeah, both Trials yeah, we weapons are new. Kind of cool. Yep, that they're that they're doing two new things. Yep. Yeah, Ganora's axe for the slug coming I'll back. Hello, the bar, Mister Khan. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, hey, no, hey, no, hey, no, we're taking cool. our we're, we're taking our things. wins where Twitter we can get them. Okay, has told me that I'm been too negative recently. <laughs> so you know, we're trying to mix trying it. to be positive. There you no. go. Um, Nightfall. Hey, we're, we're too hype, Trav. We're too hype. Just, just, just point, yeah. point them to my Twitter if they think you're being too negative. <laughs> I'll teach them. I'll teach them what real negativity well, like, is. I mean, that's, that's balance right there. What I always try to tell people is like, I'm not negative or positive. I just I give my thoughts on things as they come up. So. That's bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Nightfall. Yeah, okay. First, first of all, having oh, yeah, yeah. having negative joke. viewpoint, having negative opinion opinions of things that are negative does not mean that you are negative. It just means things around you are shitty, and it's okay to no, notice that they're not good. I yeah, I, I think people are being that's what I'm saying. But people negative. will call you negative for yeah. That. Well, maybe you, what I would say to those people is ha expect more from your games. Have a little bit. You know what I mean? Like. Want your games to be good. Why are you apologizing? I, yeah, it bothers me. It anyway. is okay to give constructive criticism. You just don't have to be an ass about it. That's that's you. It's also okay to give deconstructive criticism. It's 100% <laughs> fine to do that. People are just whiners. It, you know, anyway. Uh, Nightfalls, we are losing Silicon Naroma and Dutybound, um, both kinetics, and we're getting Windigo, which is kind of a shock. In and also hung jury, so I'll be curious what they oh, wow. do for Windigo. I'm actually pumped. I'm pumped about Windigo, but like at the same time, it feels like a nostalgia grab, the same way that Mindbenders yeah. was. And so it's yeah. like, ah, I need that know. jury. You know they gonna give us an origin trait. Let's go. Well, no, the problem with hung jury is uh, 200 RPM scout rifles are way better than 180 RPMs in PVE right now. So like hung jury really? actually gets beat out by Nightwatch. So there's like really? not even a point to get it. Hold on, so I'll be dusted off. What's the um one this season that got the volt shot with the arc scout? What's that the new one? 
tarnished, know, tarnished no metal or tarnished metal. Yeah, yeah, I should yeah. be using that. So, one lady's got took it out. I haven't used Scouts in a while. Oh, so tarnished is actually pretty good. So, so 200 RPMs have been better than 180s for like as as long as I can remember, just because they they just have higher DPS. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will say go. the pursuit More weapon right now moving things yeah. around. Pursuit in, in, weapon in, is in, in, in PVE high end PVE high end PVE right in PVE at least. I don't know like what the numbers are. No, 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 no. I'm not PVP. Yeah, I'm not talking. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about PVE. No, no, thank you for that. Time to dust off that bad pursuit weapon. Looks like a hockey pulse rifle. I'm a pulse guy, so I'll be curious how that one lands. I don't know if it's going to be a good pulse rifle, but it's still a pulse rifle that's going to have some perk choices. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, and then we go into is, just kind of the art. stars and shadows hockey. I don't know if it actually has it on it. Somebody would literally have to look right now. But or is I that don't the? Know. It's like the purple one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they go into basically a big idea about the update to a lot of things in the weapon sandbox because while they're not going to tell us what's coming next season, even though we're going to cover that in the end because half of us kind of know, but sandbox is getting some changes. Uh, do? Not entirely. There's some teases that seem obvious. That's all. I'll cover that. Oh, the okay. End. Yeah. Uh, but weapon archetype, sand, sandbox, big changes, shotguns. Um, they've brought their range in a little bit, but basically they're trying to give them each family a fixed pattern of spread. So aggressives, you're going to have like a fixed, even distribution. Precision's going to be more of a vertical oval. Lightweights are going to be a diamond. Rapid fire is going to be a square. I don't know how they decided on these things, but I guess we'll just see how they work out. Slugs, of course, are slugs. Um, I don't really know why they to- told us that because no one's going to read that. And the people that do aren't going to remember it. I was like, there's going to be like the Mercules, even though he works at Bungie now. And also uh, shout out to Kit, who's now going to be starting there soon, too. But yeah, it's your it's your fallouts, your EVP scientists, people who are going to be analyzing this one and trying to understand where all of this stuff falls. Like the precision ones where it's like a vertical oval. I'm like, all right, if you put that on somebody's like chest, in theory, the vertical oval is probably the best shot to hit somebody, you know, mostly in their body. I just, I don't know who's going into PVP thinking like, oh, I have to use a lightweight shotgun because it's, you know, it's got the diamond. It'll be better for rounding corn. I just, I don't think anyone's going to do that. I, I am so I curious. Think, I'm so curious to watch the PVP, like crazy. I think people make people. YouTube videos about it because it's, it's content. Yeah. But I don't know who's going to be out here remembering like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to put on a precision shotgun. It's got the oval, make it easier to. <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. The, 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 Hard, yeah, yeah, hardcores. I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm curious what the hardcores do. Sidearms, basically, they fix the zoom stat on Drang. Fusion rifles, um, they're basically nerfing main ingredient specifically. Um, so they're working on that one. Glaives, um, they're taking the melee damage down, but they are buffing how they work with exotics, which is probably, I think, the balance. Um, so synthesis. Like super OP in PvP. Mm-hmm. They can they can be strong. I've heard like did they not? Are, the, did they? Because you get like a ninety nine percent dr, right? Yeah, it was like ninety. They brought that down. Oh, uh, they did. Yeah, they brought okay. that. Like, well, in PVE, I think it's like ninety seven percent. In PVP, I still think they brought it down too, though. They changed it. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember there was a time where like lives were like a terrorizing. problem. Yeah, terrorizing. I remember. Yeah. Uh, hand cannon, they specifically just kind of cover the stats for rows. So for its adaptive hand cannon, they're changing it, they said, to feel a little bit more like a 150. So it's going to feel a little different, but fire a little slower. Um, and blind- I mentioned airborne effectiveness specifically. Yeah, I know, on it, which I is know. Like, 
Oh no, we're gonna get to some of my airborne effectiveness questions. We're not there yet. I have some very so I have some of the weird I, I don't understand why two airborne effectiveness bullet points are even exist, but we'll get there. Yeah, I, I have questions. I'm not even an airborne effectiveness PvE guy or PvP guy yeah, is at all. Weird. And I'm like, why is this here? That's what I was like. I yeah, want somebody to sell me on the back. Sorry, continue. No, no, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh the perks mm -hmm. like Dragonfly, Rampage, and Surrounded. The perks that the benefits you would get from the mods is just intrinsic how they work now. So like rampage oh, and surrounded are a little long. Yeah, they're just in there. Nice. You, the mods will go away. On. Yep. Great. Uh, the blinding effect, especially for like photosensitivity, is going to be the way the arc blinding works instead of like actual messing with your screen. Mm -hmm. uh, perks that change. Uh, so head seeker, body shots now increase your precision multiplier and increase aim assist. Additional body shots reset the timer. So again, I don't know if this is going to make a big difference until we know how much the precision multiplier increases. Yeah. But I guess we'll just have to test and see. Encore actually sounds strong. Encore, <laughs> final blows now grant stacks of Encore and stacks stability, range, and accuracy. Body shot, final blows grant one stack. Precision grants two stacks with a maximum of total of four. It lasts seven seconds, enhanced to seven and a half. And if you get another final blow, it refreshes the timer. And basically, if you have all four stacks on, you can have 32 stability, 20 range, and about 5% accuracy. So if you can continually get kills with Encore, that is going to be a very stable, range-boosted weapon, whatever that thing's sitting on. I think, it'll, I think it'll be nice in PvP. I don't think it, I, I think it's still going to be useless in PvE, just because the sheer fact it doesn't give you extra damage. There's, like... Any perk that gives extra damage, like Kill Clip, Frenzy, Rampage, like I think is always going to beat out the the like the non-damage boosts um you know stability range accuracy like it's just people like seeing bigger numbers people like seeing the health bars go down more quickly and mm -hmm. it's really tough to get them off that yeah especially if it's it's in this farther right column if it's yeah. in that middle column then people will tolerate it but yeah that's what you're saying. all right here's your first spoiler warning Holler. in case it's not clear i'll give you go. five seconds to bail on the podcast for the trailer for next week Five, four, three, two, one. Sarah Frowns will be appearing on more weapons next season, but in its current form, and its strongest, ma it's the strongest magazine perk oh. by a large margin. So I thought you were saying that like they just released the trailer. No, for it. no, like, oh, shit. No, 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 like, like, no, no, it's just You're like very, there. it's very blatant <laughs> teases though. Um, <laughs> I got, I got so excited. Sorry. I that's, was like, whoa, they're, that's they're still not probably, keeping it secret till day it, of? With, with the stuff that they're telling us between a few different things, which we'll cover by the time we get to the end, they better put the trailer out before Tuesday morning. I'm just going to be, I'm like, you may as well. It's no point. Uh, so basically you now- put, You put me on a roller coaster right there. <laughs> that's why you're here. You got to be on the roller coaster that is playing- I was about to be like, the, oh, whoa, it's no like way. It's like playing that's Destiny. Right it has its ups and its downs and its ups and its downs. Mm -hmm. Tuesday's going to be an up. Right now we're in a down. Yep. Uh, but Sarah frowns. <laughs> Sarah frowns will be offering plus seven stability and plus three range. So for the magazine perk, pretty good. Uh, mm. Tunnel vision is now going to be able to like be reinstated when you reload. But because of that, they're actually just bringing down kill clip. I think on the whole, so this is just a general a nerf to kill clip. Nerf to kill clip. Yeah, so it's Low an eight percent nerf. So kill clip's actually mm. a little weaker now, mm. Um, mm. because of one other thing, which I think is strange. And then redirection, which I think will be a deep stone crypt perk. Yes. Uh, basically, it's just going to kind of match a buff for minor spec. Yes. Buffs. We got hockey breach ornaments. 
basically is, and again, we have a Hockey Pulse Rifle coming in the Pursuit Weapon. It's basically going to have increased damage against Ward of Dawn and Well of Radiance uh, by like 30%. And then 60% when you get the Artifact mod, which they're saying there's probably going to be an Artifact mod for Hockey Weapons, like Origin Trade or something. So that'll be strong. Mm -hmm. And also Stasis Crystals by like 15%. Uh, Gutshot Straight. Now, this is a one that, like, auto rifles, they always touch by, like, 0 0.01. Like, they do tiny changes right. to auto rifles. So the fact that Gutshot Straight for body shots is going to go from a 10% bonus to 20% bonus, I don't think is nothing. Because if you miss some of those body shots, theoretically, they're going to be more forgiving. Mm -hmm. uh, Compulsive Reloader is also a wider margin. It's down to half of the magazine instead of, I think it was, like, a third. Again, don't hold me to all the facts, guys, if you're a scientist. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm generally close. Um, high impact frame I don't even know if I knew this existed high impact frame intrinsic perk can be hard to use since it switches off with little movement we've tweaked this so that now slow movement crouching or strafing doesn't deactivate the perk I've never heard of any of that I've never heard of any yeah, of that I'm like, high impact I think that's made up well, <laughs> I, I think one it's, of, it's one of those that somebody knows it, but I don't. So apparently, I've heard that in my life. Yeah. The funny thing is, during this entire podcast, Destiny servers have been down. So yeah, I've been trying to use Dimmick. Yeah, I've been reading that. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Ambitious Assassin is going to allow you longer between kills, so from five seconds to seven seconds to keep getting that benefit. Uh, Well-rounded, increase the duration from ten to fifteen seconds, and stacking the effect still resets the timer, so you'll be able to hold that for a little longer. Recombination. Uh, tweaks to make this function in PvP as intended. Now it grants up to 100% bonus at max stacks in PvE, 50% in PvP. I don't remember what recombination does. I know it's a deep it's stone a, crypt perk, stone. though. Right. You get kills with your other weapons. Um, it gives you a stacking buff that mm. increases the damage of your next shot with whatever your recombination gun is. Mm. So it's like the idea is like you'd have a recombination shotgun. Yep. And you'd get kills with like anything other than the recombination shotgun and it would give you stacks. Um and when you would fire a shot with the shotgun, the first mm -hmm. shot would be increased by however many recombination stacks you have. Stacks yep. Uh I don't know. I don't I don't know what the original damage buff was though. It said up to a hundred. I, I don't know what it was before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, basically Zen moment, which still nobody knows what it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically it no longer deactivates on a miss it just has a one second timer so if you're missing like a bullet here or there it's still going to kind of keep its trajectory going uh, Divinity will now work with rewind rounds so if that's doing its thing that will be kind of functioning as intended Genesis now triggers on breaking player shields oh. uh, one quiet moment faster activation after a final blow so if you have like a final blow it's going to have a shorter window that you need to get your quick reload uh, gun and run is going to be fixed. They've mentioned that before. Nerfs. Uh, box breathing. They reduce the damage on scout rifles. So I'm like, that is such a niche case, but fine. Yeah. Unstoppable force on glaives. They reduce the damage bonus from 30 to 20%. One-two punch. Would you like to take this one? <laughs> He's like, no, don't make me talk about it. Uh, they, reduce talk the, about it. they reduce I mean... the bonus melee damage as follows. From 3x to 2x versus most enemies with unpowered melee. From 1.8x to 1.4x versus most enemies with charged melees, and they reduce the bonus against bosses from 0.5 to 0.25. So one two punch got kicked in the nuts, basically. Yeah, it's pretty much I think it's half across the board. So against normal enemies, it was 200 percent So now it's gonna be hundred percent And then against bosses, uh if it got hurt a lot, so it used to be 350%, now it's gonna be 150%. Yep. 
I have no idea what the middle line means, though, because charged mm-hmm. melee damage is not impact, uh, affected differently than uncharged melee damage when it comes to one-two punch. Mm-hmm. I It might be talking about uh, cross-counter from Liar's Handshake specifically. Oh, yeah, I could see because that. Because cross-counter with um, one-two punch is an 80% buff specifically, which is equal to 1.8x. So maybe it'll just be 40% now. Um, or they might be a uh, Titan void shield bash might fall under that category too. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, Those are probably, the but only I know two, that makes sense. Cause like I've been doing ton of testing with it recently cause I'm making the arc playbook video um, and whatnot. But I know for a fact combination blow um, is not like negatively impacted um, by the 1.8 X or it wasn't before. So I don't, I don't really know what they mean when they say like charge melees. Um, yeah, so that'd be my I guess. It's just melee me, abilities. We'll um, enhanced perks, some of them are actually getting to fit a little more with what they do. Like Enhanced Unrelenting, you actually get five health regen instead of handling. Uh, perpetual Motion, they basically allow you to get your stacks faster um, from moving. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that were good. There's little changes to Enhanced Perks, but they just seem to fit a little bit more. Like Grave Robber, instead of Reload, it's Handling, which makes sense because you hit the punch and then you get the... Handling buff, uh, explosive light. They added another stack basically with explosive light. So little ones that seem to actually make a little more sense with enhanced perks. And I think this is Bungie going, all right, we're going to give them like really obscure bonuses that don't really affect anything. Okay. This isn't actually breaking stuff. All right. Now you can have stuff that's a little better when you enhance things. So they're, they're Mm. opening up the gates just a little bit. Exotics. Uh, yeah, and then Exotics is the big one. So the Fundamentals perk, which is the one where you can switch damage type for Borealis, Hardlight, and Dead Messenger, it didn't do everything I wanted, or it didn't do what I wanted. I wanted to see, like, Arc get Volt Shot, Solar get Incandescent, Void maybe get Repulsive Rice. Oh, you would have broke Hardlight. I know, I would have broke the game, but I would have had some At least fun. Solar gets plus 20 airborne effectiveness. Hey, there you go. Big win. Messy. Messy. <laughs> But art, let get get all of it. basically, the game it is works. saved. Yeah, they're kind of going into an elemental capacitor now, so you'll still be able to switch. But if you're on arc, you get more handling and a little bit of range. Solar, you get a lot of reload speed and AE bonus. Uh, and void, you get stability and aim assist. So it's giving you a little bit of elemental capacitor paired yeah. with everything else yeah, it already yeah. does. So it's just a yeah. bonus on top. Elemental capacitor light. That's what we do. Yep. Uh, Jade Rabbit. Still don't know if this is going to be good, but it says quickly landing three crits. Returns around to the magazine and increases the damage of your next body shot. So I guess if you're just going for crits and then you miss one on accident, it should be stronger. Theoretically, it stacks up to three times. So at least it's probably it. I guess what bugged me about that before it rewarded you missing a crit, which is what a scout rifle shouldn't do. Now, if you miss on accident, it won't be quite as painful, which I think is probably better. Uh, nerfs. Uh, three weapons dominated the raid exotic weapon usage. Arbalist, Divinity, and Wither Horde by a massive margin, and Izzy's was probably close. So they're going to be doing some things. And then also the PvP exotics, Wither Horde, Forerunner, Jotun, Telesto, Chaperone. There's certain ones that stand Uh, out, so they're making some changes. Forerunner, your time has come. So Wither Horde, you're still going to be able to do the direct hit damage, I think. But the portal on the ground is going to last for three seconds less. We already know about Divinity. It's going down to 15%, but you can still have the cage paired with, like, um, you know, Deadfall, like, Tether or whatever. 
Uh, Arbalist, basically they're reducing the body shot damage, so you need to hit your precision shots. Gallahorn, this one actually kind of hurts. Galley. Reduce the primary rocket's impact and detonation damage by 25%. Eh. Wolfpack rounds are still as strong as they were. Um, they just said it was too high of a DPS rocket. Eh. And then Forerunner. Galley. Yeah. Damn. Forerunner, they reduce the base damage from 40 to 37, crit from 72 to 67, basically keeping it reasonable. Yeah. Uh, as for buffs, quite a few. I think, dude, I, what? I have to say, I think it's so wild that they put a graph of raid exotic weapon usage and arbalist being literally doubled in the next highest thing and then in the nerf section they just say a pvp specific nerf yeah and then That's it's like oh 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 and by the way vote for these arbalist ornaments that you can buy next it's like it's just it's so <laughs> i don't travis, know travis is laughing at that one <laughs> well it's like because i and and like i i don't i don't really care whether or not like they nerf weapons or not anymore. Like like 20, 2016, 2017 Mac was all over that. I don't mm -hmm. really care. I'm just gonna use like, you know, with the, the guns are the way they are, and mm -hmm. I don't really care much. And I'm happy that they're not just like defaulting into nerfing things based on usage percentages, because I think that's a very bad way to buff and nerf things. Um but it's like it's so weird to me that it's okay. like Oh, okay. Wither Horde is 12.5% use. Arbalist is at like 27. And Arbalist is like clearly, in, in my opinion, the best exotic weapon in the entire game for GMs. Uh, second best for raids. Um, and it's the most used by far. And they're not touching it. It's, just kind of, it's, it's really weird to me. But, but then like they're, they're, they're destroying Wither Horde. And I'm just like... It it just seems so odd. Yeah. Are you implying that there could be some potential connection with the element <laughs> of, of Arbalist and the I mean, potential financial ramifications? I, I mean, no, nah, I'd be I'd be called a hater. <laughs> I can't say it. Thought that was interesting. I, mean, I, I uh, call me toxic. <laughs> I just I, I I don't. It's I, I I guarantee three months after the ornament, Arbalist is getting put in the ground. <laughs> we just gotta get that ornament. We gotta get that ornament checked first. Guarantee it. <laughs> they're, 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 sure they're, gonna they're gonna collect their cash, and then Arbalist is gonna go. Okay, so make sure test. So we're gonna. We need to remember this moment here, because yeah, come season twenty-two or whatever it's gonna be after that ornament goes on sale, we're gonna have to come back and check the receipts here. It'll be fun. Yeah, the season. The season after the ornament goes on sale, Ar Ar Arbalist is gonna get nerfed in the patch notes, like in the big patch notes for. Like Season that 20, upcoming season, yeah, yeah. Yep, season twenty two, so just like yeah, the sandbox for twenty two, like this, yeah, that's where it's, it's happening. Twenty one is when it's coming out, right? I think that's what they said when it's going to release and go on sale. So I think they need like two seasons basically to develop it. Yeah, you likely won't see this design in Destiny two until season twenty one. Yep. So if that's the case, season twenty two patch notes are most nerfing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is one of my biggest questions, and I want to see somebody try and sell this to me because I don't get it on okay. two. Heavy sniper rifles, Whisper in the Worm, Whisper of the Worm, and Darcy. They increased base airborne effectiveness to 80. Now, let me paint a picture for anybody who doesn't know what I'm doing. You're going through a PvP match right now. Heavy ammo comes up. 
You don't get the box. Never mind that heavy's still sitting there. Heavy. Okay, you're running around that box a little more. Oh, you got another heavy box. Okay, you actually pulled heavy. Now, to take advantage of this buff and airborne effectiveness, you probably need to be on a certain class, maybe warlocks potentially, who can float in the air, hang out, get a good shot, or have a certain exotic on, maybe like Lion Rampant, so you can get some good AE. And you want to get that one sniper shot with your heavy weapon that you've been waiting on this whole time for a clip. That's the only time that I can imagine that this thing is going to get used. Why the hell else is 80 airborne effectiveness on a heavy sniper? What is it for? Somebody explain this to me. I don't I think they're it. just trying to, like, justify airborne effectiveness further by no. painting more ways that you can theoretically build into it. So they can be like, oh, for you folks that are, you know, upset that you can't snipe out of the air in Destiny more, it's okay. All you have to do is equip Whisper of the Worm or Darcy, wait for Heavy to spawn, and then boom, you can snipe out of the air. Destiny feels the same again. Ta-da! And it's like, I think they're just hiding. Three words. 360, no scope. Oh, okay. That's what I said. Montage reel and clips. Yep, right there. Montage reel, clips. Actually, could it be because there not there a class that floats in the air for a little bit? Warlock? Can be that, yeah, floating, yeah, floof. solar warlocks, yeah, floof gang, floof. yeah, yeah, heat rising. I don't know, yeah. I don't know what crackheads are running, air. are running snipers in their heavy slot post year one, though. Yeah, I'm like, what is it? No, no. like, I, I mean, who, I don't know who's picking that over a rocket, no one. Uh, now, granted, putting right now, does anybody think MLG Jolt, players? Does anybody Ever. think Jolt on Darcy? Is going to be the savior for Darcy. That's a that's OP. That's a good that's perk. Don't sleep. That's a good perk, bro. Jolt that's is good busted. Perk. I know Jolt is good, but no, I don't I think don't know. I, it's so. It's, it's I was like so Darcy weird. is so bad. I don't think Jolt can save it. Is my point. <laughs> it's so oh, weird. I'm, that's it's weird. They've just committed to sadly. And I, I know where you're going. It, they just committed to the long. They hate the long distance. Pick the ball. Oh, I know. Apart. Yeah. And, and snipers they, are still. At the boot of their buffs, like they. I don't not. get it though, because snipers like, in PVE just suck. They do. They yeah. are not good. I'm pre I'm pretty sure Darcy gets out damaged by special snipers. Oh, it's terrible. It is terrible. So like, like just just make Darcy a special sniper. Like what? Why? I don't get why they're keeping it a heavy slot. It is so yeah. weird to me that like they keep that yeah. weapon down there. Oh, but you have yeah, to have personal no assistant sense. on, which means you need that like one yeah. or two or half whatever that one second like lock on is you Lock still need in, that yeah. then you'll get it but yeah right it's like Those... a box breathing jolt in a way yeah i think the power fantasy is like you're as you're aiming at the enemy you're like charging up the jolt charging and then, it up. Like, yeah and then boom and then you go to the next guy to charge up the jolt to him and yeah arc hey, those are some good snipers that and whisper man or uh, you could put you know play arc hunter and roll around and punch everything and proc too. jolt every point one seconds Prospector is, getting chain, ammo. Yeah. Prospector is getting chain reactions, so you're just going to be able to clear out a room if you want to, but I don't know if it's great. Uh, Merciless, they said... What does chain reaction do again? Uh, chain oh, reaction, just when you get an explode, when an enemy dies, um, they explode and kill something else. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, if you it's like, like spray that thing and let go, just like firefly, blow up half but a room. Like grenade launcher, yeah, right? yeah, sort of yep. like better firefly. For better arc firefly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they decreased recoil by 50% on fourth horseman. Still going to be kind of niche for its uses, but yeah, you're not going to be using that in high-level PvE. Forerunner in PvE. Now, this could be interesting. If there's like a sidearm champion mod or something at some point, Forerunner is the one place where you could actually use it because they increase the critical damage by 30, and then the grenade... What is the rock? It's the little grenade that you get from the catalyst. It's like the frag <laughs> grenade. 
They just call it. <laughs> it's, you know, they it's can't call the it the. Rock? They can't call it the halo thing. And it's a kinetic grenade. It's not an energy grenade. So it's its own weird thing. Uh, the ammo cost I, to activate I the rock is six to four. And then they also increase the outer edge of the explosion by a little bit. So they're just buffing Forerunner and PVE. Uh, Rat King's radius is um, basically up to 20 meters instead of 15. So that in PVE is going to be a little stronger. Bastions reduce the spread angle by 6%. Legend of Acreus, they reduce the movement penalties, which I never knew were technically there. But I did feel, now that I think about it, I was like, you do feel just like sluggish with Legend of Acreus. So now you will be a little faster. Uh, Quicksilver Storm. I don't know what's going to happen when we get the Catalyst and the Lightfall, but it does seem like the arc, the rocket is going to go from arc to kinetic, which was a bug. Uh, but they increase the PvP maximum grenade damage from 80 to 120 and the explosion radius by a meter. Uh, Cold Hearts Arc 3.0 actually seems like it's going to get better. So they reduce the cooldown on ionic trace generation from three and a half to two seconds, almost half. It now maxes out stability and reload speed at max damage. And then if you pick up an ionic trace, it actually reduces the time it takes to get to max damage. Even though they had ionic traces, I haven't been paying Cold Heart no man. Yeah, I was like, Cold Heart actually might feel all right. Now, this is one of those buffs, if you ever see one, when it's a 50% buff, you know it was weak, and it felt that way. Grand Overture, 50% bonus to missile damage. It's probably still going to be weak. It's still probably going to be weak, but yeah. Uh, Xenophage gets a kind of an odd split of damage between explosion and impact. Now it's a bit of both, but overall damage is going up by about 5%, and I'm like, hey, if you're not nerfing Xenophage, I'm fine with it. Uh, let's I think see. I, I I think they should just take it back to its old state. Like I don't even know why they nerfed it in the first place. It was not overpowered by any stretch of the imagination. It's like I don't really know. I'm I wish they would to... just take it back to what it used to be. Yeah, because it felt to... like a decent weapon yeah. used, and it wasn't like busted. It was it wasn't a top tier DPS weapon by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't like. I still don't get why they dropped it down so much. Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, the Lightning Storm from uh, Cloud Strike can hit the Divinity Cage. Uh, Worm God Crest and Winter's Guile reduce their maximum damage multiplier from 7.5 to 3.5, so that's massive. Salter Greppo's fault? Of course. Exclusively? 100% him only. <laughs> dude, dude, watching him beat GM Glassway in like under six minutes, just Worm God, Worm God and everything, hey. is wild. Yeah, gotta stop that fun. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, it's actually sweet. Uh, Gerfalcon, they gain volatile rounds when exiting invisibility instead of a damage bonus. Uh, and then when executing a finisher while invisible, this exotic now gives nearby allies an overshield. So I think it's volatile rounds instead of a damage bonus when the invisibility happens. Yeah, so that's actually going to be um, probably the strongest Void Hunter exotic for a rating, to be honest. I actually like literally when I read that patch note, I added like a video to my schedule to make because like I think this is going to be such an impactful change um because you'll just go um stylish executioner on void hunter and so you'll start your invis chain you'll dodge you'll throw a smoke bomb at your feet or whatever and then you'll start shooting your gun exit uh, which will exit your invisibility and give you volatile rounds your volatile rounds will stick onto targets you'll kill those targets and then since they have a void debuff on them, Stylish Executioner will re-invis you, and then that loop just permanently keeps rotating. Oh, so I, I think this is actually going to be 
ridiculously wow. strong uh, for a solo for, player. For, I can see that big. Jeez. Solo, solo players, uh, I think it'll be amazing for the light bulb day one raid. Um, oh, so I don't think it's going to be as good in GMs because GMs Ooh. you're not killing quite as frequently. Yeah. You want to go more defensive stuff typically there. But I think this will be the number one hunter exotic in, in raiding. Like Ooh. by a, a pretty sizable distance as well. Heard, heard it here first, everybody. Unless season 19 drops a banger, go grab that thing. Uh, things to look well, forward to. I mean, if it's pretty, if the hunter exotic trend follows, whatever exotic we get in season 19 will probably be disabled. <laughs> uh, Fair point. Same way that Blight Ranger and your Falcons were for when they got introduced. So we'll probably be safe. Uh, things to look forward to a heavy weapon damage rebalance tinkering with bringing some less effective options up and some outliers down. Basically what's the lightfall DPS meta. Nobody knows uh, <laughs> a large rebalance of airborne effectiveness that Mercury specifically addressed this on Twitter, making primary ammo weapons significantly more accurate while airborne without any investment in the stat. Think Icarus level before season 17, uh, making some tweaks to shotgun reticles and then a pass at adding subclass 3.0 verbs to several weapons. There are currently seven. So I'm guessing that's like Sunshot, for example, is a primary one. Uh, Risk Runner would probably get like Volt Shot. So you've got certain ones I would imagine they're tweaking to go along with their verbs. That would be my guess. Uh, I, does... a... I didn't see that section when I read this originally. That yeah. airborne effectiveness point, like, I don't know what future means in this context, but like, that needs to come like now. I was going to say like, it's hopefully, probably as fast as they can get it done. Hopefully with the ranked playlist reintroduction, because like that could do a lot of good. I think like, I think it's fine to not be able to like have good airborne effectiveness with one hit KO weapons like shotguns and snipers. Like you can maybe make that argument, but like primary ammo weapons have been feeling so crappy. And I think like saving that could like just make PVP feel infinitely better. So it's like anything uh, that is all of the buffs and nerfs outside of yeah change to invisibility, which is they're basically going to change the range of the radar functionality while you're invisible. Interesting. But outside of that, Travis, like you got any thoughts on anything? Any exciting high points, low points? Uh, this. I always wait to play out at this point because I've tried to comment on uh, how I thought things were going to feel and I'm wrong like 70% of the time. So uh, That's I'm most just going to wait and play it. I'm going to play it in the game before I make any assumptions. But I will say, I, respect that. I got I got the Iron Lorn title. Holla. Ah, ah, let's go. And uh, it was a thoroughly unenjoyable experience. I gotta say, the Crucible sandbox right now feels. You told very me, bad. bro. Yeah, it feels would... very bad. I I know I was messaging you guys on Twitter about it. I was Ooh. just like, why? Why is this? So, why is it anyway? Um, I'm the the Crucible refresh, the ranked playlists, all that stuff could not come soon enough, my friends. So that's that. all I have to say. Because I want, if I don't like Crucible, I mean, what what are we even doing here? What are we doing? This is the reason I've been playing Destiny all this time is so I can dab on some people in my cool uh, loadout. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to take a little break from Destiny until we get the new season. When is that? Next week? It's the next week? Yeah, five days. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. <laughs> you. Got your 10 bucks. Yep. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't, I'm not, we're not, none of us here are buying $10 season passes. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. we I already bought the, I already bought the hundred dollar lightfall thing. Are you kidding me? So yeah. Of course I own all of that. Already. Well, right. But they get your 10 bucks one way or another. Yeah. They find it. They find a way. They get you. I feel like they get six or something. Uh, how much did I pay for Witch Queen? For it was the eighty. Oh, is it, it was eighty. You, you like just did, you didn't pay deal. extra for yeah. the dungeons, but you paid normal for the seasons. That's the difference. Your dungeons oh, were see. just in the package. I'm wondering what the uh, heavy weapon light bulb DPS meta will be, because like that patch note screams like obvious linear fusion rifle nerf. Um, <laughs> I don't know what how they touch rockets because rockets are in second place right now, and I'm wondering. Uh, that'll be interesting to see how things get shaken up, um, mm. to see if like we go to like a GL meta or um maybe like a machine gun meta potentially. I would love a on machine gun meta. Bring, bring me machine guns. I am there. I know it, after like two years. I know they've been they've been trying to bring get machine, that machine gun better, guys. It's come. I'm but telling you, they have been trying the to bring those up forever, and they just can't seem to get there. We got was overload. Yeah. They like here's the overload. Shut up. <laughs> the difficulty in like bringing forth a machine gun meta is, um, you can't really justify having machine guns be like the number one DPS option, um, because they also have the most ammo. So the only way machine guns can really be the meta is if these DPS phases are like sixty seconds long, and you need to like a DPS meta where like you need to pick a weapon that has endurance rather than burst. So I'm wondering how they tinker with that, but I think linear fusions are definitely going to get hit pretty hard because they are like they're mountains above everything right now. Yeah. I was like, I can see linears coming down, especially as easy as Taipan is to get. It's a literally free gun for the world. And yeah. it's like the baseline of what DPS could be. And it's damn good. Like that's, Probably one of those that they'll bring down linears, I'm sure. Which is a shame because yeah. they had their they were crap for so long. They finally be like, hey, they're fun now. Nope, too much. But that's how it's yeah. I think for me, the biggest thing is like I don't care what the DPS meta is, because like we'll find whatever we kind of like make heavy ammo reliable. Cause whether you're a solo player, or you're in a raid, it's like, hey, what's this encounter? It's like, well, I don't have heavy ammo right now. I'd love to see that a little fix for Lightfall because you know, I don't want to have to depend on one exotic and finishers. They had that at the beginning of the game. Tell you that. I was about to tell you that. Uh, to be honest, it's low key broken. I, when I was when I got a uh, collective obligation with the crew this week, I've been running a primary the luminar uh, build, bro. I, I'm swimming in heavy bricks. So that buff that they did with primary exotics generating the uh, what is it the scavenger um, perk the finder perks or more finder. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. It's linear fit all though. I'm like lit it with purple. I was Pac Man during every. After I go through the phases with rope, so yeah, it, it's a little skew, way skewed that way. But I agree. If you're not using, there's that, just some inconsistent moments, and I would just like yeah. this consistency. Yeah. I guess like I just, there are times I think you brought up a good point. Like mm -hmm. it's really annoying that like I think Aeons is way too strong to the point where like Bungie either has to design things around it, in which case you have to have it equipped, or you're going to suffer. Or they don't design things around it, in which case you're just spewing heavy at every single thing. Ninety nine percent of the time, your other two guns don't matter. Yeah, like your ammo economy for your entire, like for a third of your weapon should not be based on one exotic piece of armor. That's not, because right. then you're going back even farther and it's like, we're already tired of champions. We're already tired of certain things that we, that we got to use. Don't tell me to use one piece of armor in a raid and basically screw over every other exotic. So yeah. that's always annoying. Um, Hunter invisibility is basically when you're invisible, the outer ring, not the two wedges, but the outer ring, you will not be able to see that radar information which caps you at 24 meters. And they're basically saying this will kind of 
basically take away the information you've got of where players possibly could be. Um, because that 24 to 64 meter range, you get no information outside of that. So you've got close information, but not ranged information. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to matter if somebody can still see me pop out and they're invisible and they snipe me, but I guess we'll see how it goes. I think I'm happy that they did a, a, a nerf that, cause it's a huge problem in PVP and I'm happy they did a nerf that doesn't destroy it in PVE. I think yeah. it's interesting though, that they nerf that the way they nerfed it was instead of taking away some of uh, or like making, because typically when they nerf stuff, it's like okay, you your potency becomes less because you can't do this anymore. So like yeah. you know maybe maybe they make you appear on the radar permanently even when invisible, right? But instead they decided to say like okay, there's now a consequence that you have to face for going invisible. And like you said, I don't really know if it's going to fix it, um, but I hope it does because I know PvP players have been having a very unfun time. Uh, with invisibility. Somebody said Gerfalcon's in a void sniper. I'm like, oh god, don't. Oof. Next season, that just sounds like it's going to be rough. Uh, for this season's mods, I'm going to just read this and you guys can let me know if anything sounds fun. Mm -hmm. uh, in season 19, it's time to give a little love to Stasis since how many of us called that, by the way? Art 3.0, Solar 3.0, Void 3.0. I wonder what's going to happen in season 19. A little love to Stasis. Not really shocking, but kind of expected. Uh, Anti-champion is going to be hand cannon, scout rifle, bows, pulses, autos, SMGs. They're also going to have unstoppable grenade launchers, which I don't remember that. But it's okay. Uh, you got Lucent Finisher. More it was head. back when Anarchy was super OP. Oh. Well, that... I, it, was, oh it, was in the, it was in the Breach and Clear season. <laughs> well, that's coming back too, so we're getting to that. A version of that's oh. coming back, uh, but it's based oh. on... So the Lucent Finisher mod for heavy ammo. So they just talked about what I what I mentioned. Since they don't want to make it consistent, they'll make it a mod. Sorry. Uh, they're, introducing, they're including a version of <laughs> Passive Guard that works with glaives, because before it was Passive Guard with swords. So if they had a sword on and equipped, you were pretty hard to kill. So they're going to do that with glaives. And also a reprisal of Breach and Clear that is designed to interact with Void. I have no idea what that means. Wait, can I back up for a second? Um, we're getting all of these anti-barrier mods for all of these guns. That seems like anti-champion. Anti-champion. Oh, okay. I thought it was anti-barrier. I was so like, okay, like okay. it could I'm be bugging, scouts and bows. Like, oh, <laughs> anti-barrier. I was like, where's the overload? Anti-barrier guns, unstoppable grenade launcher, okay, and for okay. overloads, good luck. Okay, got yeah, it. My bad. Exactly. Continue, continue. Yep, yep. Continue. I read that wrong. Uh, they did. I also think it's funny that they said we're going to give a lot of love to Stasis, and then they said we're going to do a reprisal breach and clear that's designed specifically for Void 3.0. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that doesn't, doesn't seem very Stasis friendly. Mm -hmm. um, can you imagine, since we have the Seraph weapons coming back, um, if they had like War Mind cells, but they were Stasis cells? Oh, that would be hilarious. Oh, and they that'd explode be, and they freeze everything? They explode and freeze everything. That'd be cool, though. That'd actually be kind of sick. That, and then you that, make, that, like, that like, stasis be... crystals that you could pick up for all those, like, buffs people are doing. Oh, you talking, Bill. You talking fun. You know I how mean, this is this could be fun. <laughs> this could be fun. I don't know. Relax with all this fun. I'm sorry. I'm much. sorry. It's too much. Too hopeful. But, I mean, oh, that'd yeah. be cool. Like, what if you equip a mod and all of a sudden Warmind Stells cause stasis explosions instead of the other? Analytics. Okay, that would actually be sick. How many how many bosses got wiped too quick? Relax. <laughs> I mean, just saying. That's what they... Uh, but they said they are trying to experiment with some mods that don't follow their usual patterns. That could have been my most exciting sentence of this entire TWAB because 
I am so tired of like the same format of the artifact for like 12 seasons. I'm like, mix up the season pass, mix up the artifact. I know they got their like, this is what works, but need a little, but they, they got some interesting ones. Uh, they said, be on the lookout for artifact mods for the chest and leg. They can grant bonuses to resiliency and mobility. That'll be interesting. Uh, we also have a helmet mod that grants additional airborne effectiveness. They are leaning so back. hard, so hard into airborne effectiveness. It's you gonna you gonna eat this airborne and you are gonna like it. <laughs> the monochromatic vegetables that we told you is good. Yeah, definitely eating your vegetables. The monochromatic maestro mod in the class item slot rewards you generously for using weapons and subclasses that match their damage types. No idea What's how name? <laughs> monochromatic maestro. I don't know <laughs> who who named that mod. <laughs> Somebody was just going for alliteration more than anything, I think. Uh, <laughs> we've even got a mod aimed specifically at solo players. Hello. <laughs> Which should be very useful in tackling those lost sectors uh, to get just the right roles on that exotic you're looking for. Hey, the fact that they have a mod for solos, I'm like, all right, you're 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 thinking outside the box a little bit. That's actually good. I hope it's not just like increased percentage of exotic drop in lost sectors. It's just alacrity that stacks on with alacrity. It's just alacrity of a so different name. Um, for the three, for the three designs, uh, for Arbalist, it's synthweave, right? We, we're going synthweave. I'm going synthweave because we got historic black armory and synthweave. Synthweave is kind of fire. Yeah, that's like very expungy, very season of the splicery. You know, I mean, I got an outfit to match the historic and the um, black armory. I just, like, uh, that color pattern just goes hard. Yeah, yeah. But now, nah, yeah, it, it can't fun. Synth weave is, yeah, it's kind of tough. Very light. I, uh, I wish I had the scope of the most recent one, though. Yes, that scope uh, is right. Yeah. The circular yeah. scope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sad that they're, all three mm-hmm. of the designs have the. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe they'll mix that one up. Maybe they were just going off the base model first and the scope was minor thing, so. That's a good point, yeah. They they can always tweak it. Yeah, so we got to vote for these three. It's not coming out for a year after all. Yeah, it'll be a minute. Uh, The email is going to come out on December 5th, basically alongside your highlights for the season, so look for that on Monday, and you'll be able Mm -hmm. to vote for, looks like about a week, something like that. All right. What you uh, going? You going? Everybody's going synth wave. With the I'm army? going synth because black armor looks like a shader. I mean, it literally looks yeah, like looks the Germanic. Like, yeah. It looks like the Germanica yeah. shader, like the black and red yeah. one. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, while historic actually looks kind of cool and ornate, just synth wave feels better on Arbalist for whatever reason. I don't know. It's just, and I gotta. Go, I mean, you got like a cool purple fuchsia rail gun. Yeah, it's like I think Arbalist too. It has ornaments already in the game that kind of have a very similar color pattern to yeah. historic. Yeah, and yeah it doesn't. Right. It doesn't have anything that uh, looks anywhere near synthweave yeah. in any capacity at the current moment. Yeah. I, I would be happy yeah, that being my primary. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's consensus. And point. hey, it's a kinetic weapon. It's your first weapon, so when you're looking at your character, yeah. you're be holding it. So I'm good. Yeah. I'm uh, the light. Oh, that actually looked crazy in the character menu. Character preview screen, yes. right? Yes. I didn't even think of that. Yep. Ooh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm with um, you. But yeah, that's... You know what black armory though? They fighting back. They like that black armory. Okay, so um, last thing. Uh, I'm a guys... bucket of paint. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is where if you want to tune out now, uh, thank you, Mac, for being here. Uh, it's a at M-A-C-T-I-C-S-G-1 on Twitter. Go find them on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all that stuff. All I want to do is talk about speculation for season 19. So if you don't want to be here for that, 
You know where to find most of us, and please go follow him. And please watch that video on the 10th. Just go watch the yes. intro. Intro looks so fire. Shout out to the shout out to that. But yeah. season 19 speculation. I'll give you guys about five more seconds. Four, three, two, one. Okay. Oh. So we have Sarah Frowns. <gasps> we have the sweeper bots in the Elixir quarter. If you put their biceps together, like the little panels on their biceps, it's the Warmind symbol. <gasps> and then the pictures actually that I sent to these two, uh, my co-hosts, if you go and watch the cinematic with the worm on Zavala's table, and it has the characters, one of them's a bit of a stretch, but the first character is going with the first season. It was Lord Saladin. Then the second character goes to season The Haunted. It was Eris. Third character was Saint. We just got a cool thing with him and Osiris and stuff. Fourth character is Anna Bray. Our. Season 19 has got to be, I'm going to say it right now. If it's not about Rasputin in any aspect, they're just mean at this point. <laughs> I don't know. Do, was this season really mainly about Saint, though? I don't know if it's specifically like about Saint, but... Like, I feel like that's a him. big stretch. It if the character stretch. was Drifter, then I think, you know, we're... I agree. But I would say, I like... I think we're, we got a pattern going. I think Saint kind of breaks... That theory pattern. He could be turns the, but, into a the only people that I, could I be standing. That I was like, that's a conspiracy theory. Okay, but the only I people that could be standing. Way too much into it. Yeah. But the only people that could be standing in Zavala's room. Drifter won't be in there because he's typically not invited. Mithrax wasn't even around, but Mithrax and Saint are like simpatico. They're like, they're buddies. Yeah. Well. So that's the closest you're going to get. I know it's a stretch. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. There's no I'm doubt. Not, I'm not arguing the stretch, but I'm just saying. Yeah. The Warmind symbol on the sweeper bot biceps. Now that mm. that is screams Rasputin. That, and also you've Ubontus. got yeah, yeah. you're the guy with the Bible who's like, I know what day the Earth's gonna end. Wow, wow. Ah. Let me if tell you've you. ever wondered <laughs> if Travis escalated something quickly, this is one of those moments. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think you're reading too much into it. Maybe okay. Maybe put the Bible if, down. Put the Bible down. Maybe go play a game of uh, okay. So Anna Bray. So Anna Anna Bay Anna Bray. Who? Whatever you think. Mm -hmm. At some point, Rasputin was put into an engram. We're trying to find him a body. That was a mm -hmm. thing that happened out there at some point. We haven't talked to Clovis in a while. Who ran all the exos? Trying to make him yes. a body. Deepstone yes. Crypt. We're going back into Deepstone Crypt for the raids. We're going to be running mm -hmm. that one for all the crafting. Mm -hmm. Vex, we've talked. We've we're like, hey, what's the new dungeon going to be about? Feels like we're Vex like is that. due. Now we're Vex are part of what helped create, right? Vex were part of the things that helped create the Exos. All mm -hmm. of those things. Come on, mm. come on. I know. I need my clear. I need my tinfoil hat on right now, but I don't. Have be one. clear. I I think you're right that it's going to be Rasputin themed. I think we're going to get Rasputin in a sexy Exo body, etc. I just think. That specific one that you cited is bullshit, <laughs> and people are just looking for too much stuff. That's all. I just think that specific <laughs> point is <laughs> you already had enough evidence. You already had the you know the the, the sweeper Why bots. You have all the you have the serif rounds. You didn't need to throw in the the, Why uh, is the body you know, sexy. The, yeah, you didn't that's need Travis's to, <laughs> thing. He's got to make it sexy. <laughs> well, it's going to be sexy because Destiny's been barreling toward being a dating sim uh, for years now it's 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 coming boy it, we already have characters making out and playing oh, it's, on now. And, uh, yeah. it's on it's sexy i'm sad i missed that part of the conversation i'm sure that's how we opened with it and 
I was looking forward wait, to Wait, wait. Who's making out yeah. other than uh Well you missed it? You missed that, 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 Osiris. that, that you missed Oh okay. Yeah. Talking about yeah. Right, no, but who other than them is smooching? I mean Rain's I mean, they've been seen. flirting. They've been flirting going on. I guess, uh, I guess, I guess, Shaq's and Morris off, right? Shaq's working, but Kyle, Kyle will be going hard. Kyle will be going hard on that Zav. Kyle and Zav. What? Zav, bro? Oh, dude. Dude. Of course, you hurt him. on the shoulder. Dude, are you serious, dog? Trauma? Oh, that's right, never mind, never mind, never mind. You're right, you're right. No the season of t- season I, dude, of Tinder. That's I, on me. I I didn't know. I, bro, <laughs> bro, with the I, program. You I, got me. That's that's, I, I, that's a lot better than this oh. cutscene conspiracy. I'm on board with that one. Yeah, you didn't see the uh you didn't see the ghost the ghost message from Kyle that said you up. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see that? It's in the lore, bro. Read the lore. Dude, it's in the grimoire, volume four. Open it up. There's a page that just says "you up." I, uh, so, so if I'm understanding correctly, yeah, there was more than just us defeating Keitel's champion that right. went into Zavala's decision to team up with her. Oh yeah, right. of course, the yeah. right of proving. That is a mountain that he is. He is. He is <laughs> ready right to proving. climb that mountain. The right of proving has extra yeah. context now. Yeah. The right of proving had right. nothing to do with us in proving grounds. He <laughs> <laughs> wanted want to see what could the Zavala. Yeah, yeah, could Zavala satisfy the requests of Kaido? Who's the real champion in that? Bro, yeah, dude. He's more context. You just missed it, man. It's deep. You know lore. what? Actually, I take everything back that I said. Destiny is a great game. Yeah. We're it's, we're perfect. <laughs> Oh, keep, keep going, Bungie. Stay on course. Anyways, Zavala's <laughs> gonna see what those tusks can be good for. And uh, yeah, if I if be... I get if I get one kiss a season, I'm gonna keep buying. <laughs> for sure. Salute. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's gotta Damn. be. That's I was like that. Better be mostly platonic. Otherwise, Zavala's climbing quite a mountain. We'll just have to see. These characters have been horny, haven't they? Oh, well, all are you kidding? I mean, they're all, they're all locked up in the lost city, and they gotta be all like. Here's my theory for why all the all the characters are thirsty. Wait, AF. wait, wait! This is when my channel got demonetized. Everybody, remember this. Let's go. Cool. This is why we don't get help in these missions. Actually, we don't theory, theory, on our own. Totally. My my theory is actually plausible. It's not oh. disgusting. My theory is. As the Bungie old guard started leaving over the years, it was replaced with fans of Destiny. Ooh. And what do fans like more than anything? Yeah. Fan fiction. They like Ooh. people getting together and they like these little romance subplots for the characters they love. And so oh. I think the writers of Destiny are fans who are thirsty about the characters in the game. And I think that's why you've seen more sex and, and romance stuff getting into Ooh. the game. We that's totally forget about Drifter and our girl, Eric. Dude, it's been popping. Season hey, of the oh, What are they doing? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there's there's a lot of te- there's some tension between those two. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely okay. I think practice okay. has like no game, like no awareness about this stuff at all. Like, how are you missing all this? this oh, is I like... thought the game is about shooting aliens, not fucking. I I didn't know. I thought the primary theme was something else. I was, I was focusing on raiding, getting loot. I, you guys were looking at something else, I guess. It's, it's a looter hell. and a shooter, okay? And I'm going to leave it right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that what, is what, what's Ar- what does Eris' third eye do? Eris on the field. Bro, you got you to gotta unlock that route if you want to know what Eris' third eye is going to do, bro. Uh, you gotta, I'm right, using right, right. on a Destiny podcast. Yeah, really gone. 
Yeah, we went. We went yeah, all the way can left. you can you picture like the just a just a scene on the side? Season uh, of the nasty. Season of the nasty. Yeah, that's as across the season. Uh, <laughs> no, matter different kind of nasty. Yeah, there's gonna be dating. No, I was just gonna say there's there's just like it's one of those things where somebody like data mines a file and so the drifter just like laying back in bed smoking. It's just like all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Listen, man, things is going down. Things are going down, man. Okay, well, this turned a completely a whole different way to finish up this podcast, but thanks for being here, sir. Yes. I don't have anything. Is there anything else you guys want to say before the season comes? Because it comes on. I've got to say, stop saying that word. (laughs) (laughs) Bring us on. Yeah, y'all. Yo, yo, ruined Destiny for me. me. That's my close. That's my closing statement. (laughs) You play Destiny for fashion. It's called Destiny. When you play it for romance, it's called Undestiny. There you go. True. There you go. Well, we ruined Mac Dix. Thank you for being here. We may never see you again, but it's been nice talking to you for a little bit here. I'm not. I'm not making videos anymore. He's just gonna yeah, he's gonna start an OnlyFans and be like Destiny OnlyFans yeah. cosplay. Apparently, I was focused on a very small subsection of the game that was not important. <laughs> you guys are looking at the main storyline. Yeah, true. Love I mean, that's it. we're at least reading between the lines. That's for sure. Uh, no, seriously though, it's actually been fantastic having you on, getting to know you. And it was kind of short notice oh, yeah, to bring you in, but. Uh, yeah, as we get to the end of the show, um, now is kind of the time where the floor is yours to let people know what you got coming up, where they can find you, what your content, just everything. If they didn't, you know, they missed the opening for somehow. But yeah, the best place to find you, see you and what to expect and tell everybody where all that stuff's at. So the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, um, I would say YouTube is kind of like my avenue for everything else. If you find my YouTube, you can pretty much find everything else, my live stream. But I would say like YouTube is my primary spot. Um, I think it's you have Matrix G1 under my name, right? I think on my Twitter. I think if you type that into YouTube, I think my thing will come up too. Um, that or just Matrix on its own. But yeah, I mean, you know, build videos probably the primary thing. PVE stuff, educational guides, the main kind of stuff. So Hello. that's up your alley, sweet. If it's not, might not want to watch me. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> probably probably, probably wouldn't bring a lot of value it. to your Destiny content consumption chain but um absolutely but, you know. good to have you in yeah. good to have you great content good educational content and um yeah man it's, it was a lot of fun a lot of fun i get a chance to talk but yeah what else is going on with you Trav? I know you've been super busy what's been going on do you have any more yeah. reviews coming up or are you actually free i do i've got a review um i finished it already but it the embargo doesn't lift until eight days from now it's kind of far away um, it's a game called Choo Choo Charles. Oh, is that that like horror train thing that I feel like I've seen a picture yeah. of? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's it is a survival <laughs> horror game where you are being hunted by an evil Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, he's a Choo Choo train <laughs> named Choo Choo Charles. I reviewed it. My review goes up in eight days. I can't talk about it, but I was gonna ask because like, is this gonna raise or lower your average game. for the year? <laughs> I'll just leave it at I I reviewed that game and my <laughs> review goes live soon. So you can see that at some point. And then um yeah, I'm doing a bunch of uh preview stuff. I also can't talk about I'm flying to San Diego next week for some stuff. Nice. And yeah, nice. Got things things going. Also, I don't know, when was the last Travis. time last time last time we met? Did I talk about my goat simulator review? I think that was my last review. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if yep. we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
I'm chugging along. Yeah. It's good times. Nice, nice. Cog, how many for, how many podcasts are you recording before you take a break? You got like 14 oh. to record before you uh, take some time off? Yeah, I still got a time. <laughs> we got to double up for the holidays. But uh, yeah, just um, shout out to, to Maddie. Send him some love. He's been going through some stuff. And I trust me, I understand creative creative burnout is real. So take care. Of, we got to take better care of ourselves. But um, yeah, we hit uh, DD100. So that was cool. Also, we had uh, Ultimate on. We had Hulk Law breaking down more. ABK and FTC goodness. And then, of course, Iron Lords podcast every Sunday. The Lord's Day will be back this Sunday. Talk about what's going on in gaming. And appreciate the love at lordsofgaming.net. Everyone's been send, sending me some real positive feedback from, from the team. So that's really cool. Shout out to everybody in the chat. A lot of fun. I see the clan up in there. Everybody having a good time, which is always good to see. Good to see Travis here. E, and of course, my man Mac dropping yeah, the nice name. Yeah, likewise. I do, I, I do like the Lord's Day. Oh, I'm a big man. fan of that one. Much appreciate it. Much appreciate it. And E, what you got going on, sir? Uh, yeah, trying to figure out if um, I think the Callisto Protocol reviews come out in an hour and oh, yeah, I got midnight. So Twenty-one minutes. Are you on that? What's the that? What's the content plans for next season? Ooh. Oh, for me, uh, literally. Yeah. As, so, Dungeon Guide is literally as soon as I can get it done. That is number one. I've literally already got an ad. I know that's going to go with that. So that's literally my priority. Um. Of course, breaking down how the season loop works, what the season guide is. I'm trying to decide since I haven't done it in a while, just like how to reach max level video, because that's just one of those that you can like cycle in every so often to get views from if you make it well enough. So problem yeah. is though, like people are sick of that. Oh, they are. But I will tell you, the people grind. who find that video, oh, they're tired of the grind. That is true, hundred percent. They're tired of getting the max power. They're so over it. Yeah, that's one of those that I'm like, I'm hoping we get like some type of tweak to that in Lightfall because the fact that you can run a GM right now and in five days you can't sucks. It's just it it's the site the treadmill is getting a little old. But yeah, it's kind of the initial start of the cycle. I'm curious what the season's going to be. I got a speculation what it's going to be, but we'll see if we're if I'm wrong or. If I'm even mm. half right. Uh, but yeah, next week we don't have a guest. So it's just going to be the three of us kind of getting our early thoughts of the season. Dungeon comes uh, out Friday. So I'm going to be doing nothing but. Uh, and then we're going to have Psalm Lab. Uh, awesome lore guest. Um, if you want some ASMR time, that is going to be the one you're going to want to join for. Great voice there. And oh, yeah. then we got the holiday break. So it's just going to be. It's weird to think they're launching a season in December. Season. Yeah, and then they're like, and then Bungie is going to take their like three weeks off, so it's just going to be we're getting to be like rotations of basic seasonal stuff and story beats and things, but most of them are not going to be there. No twabs for a little while, but yeah, we'll have some story stuff to talk about. So yeah. that is mostly what's coming. Chat, you guys have been on fire, hilarious. Some of your guys' stuff I couldn't even say out loud, but that's totally yeah. okay. Uh, and Matt, thank you for showing up. Thank you for giving us way more time oh, yeah. than expected. Pleasure. I know we kind of talked about. Not this long, so appreciate the time very much. And uh, yeah, all of you guys, thank you very much. This is episode 226 on December 1st. It'd be a fun December for everybody. But for this episode, it has been... The last, the last, the last word. word.